0: You're tuned in to Shake Rattle and Goal, the official podcast of your Springfield Thunderbirds.
1: a one deflected side of the goal,
0: Hosted by Matt Baker and Steve Forney, a show that's everything Springfield hockey with interviews including players, coaches, and staff. The Springfield
2: Indians repeat as the Calder Cup champions.
0: Listen to this podcast on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and the iHeartRadio app. It is first year at the helm. Kevin McDonald and Drew Manister have the team in the Colbert Cup final. Watch the podcast on the Thunderbirds official YouTube page. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Baker and Steve Forney. Hey,
3: count up. Jameson Reese. Uh, no human Gings here and they'll be celebrity bartending. Uh, we also want to let you know if you are on your way down here, if you're thinking about coming in a little bit, um, if you can bring a canned good or non-perishable food item, you will earn a uh, free crunchy taco. Free food from Taco Bell. So, uh, come donate to Mayflower Marathon, Rock 102's Mayflower Marathon if you can. Yeah. And, uh, get some free Taco Bell. And,
0: uh, what's wrong with uh, free Taco Bell?
3: Yeah, nothing,
0: nothing. I mean, <laughs> nothing. it's it's the best. So, um, yeah, no, we're, we're excited, you know, and the idea here today is that we're going to be, there's going to be all kinds of people here between um, Steve Nagel's going to join us, Ray Berry from White Lion's going to join us. Hopefully we're going to have Hugh, Joe Duzak on as well. Um, I'm sure the mayor will be here. The Ryan sure. Smith is yeah. walking yeah. around. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, again, if you can't come down, that's that's okay. Uh, thank you for joining us on the stream. And uh, don't forget, too, the games coming up, um, you you have the opportunity to help donate to the Mayflower Marathon uh, yes. at the games, so you can bring non-perishable food items. Again, they're going to be uh, Monday and Tuesday at MGM Springfield taking uh, donations and non-perishables. i I got to be honest, and I love this, too, the fact that – I don't know if you get the email. Our kids go to the same elementary school. Yeah. Um we got the notification that our school is going to be collecting items for the Rock 102 Mayflower Marathon, right. which I thought was great,
3: too. And, and my school, I, I work at a different school in, in Agawam, and our school does, we do a month-long, we actually have, like, a, a contest amongst different classrooms. And so uh, my school is, is collecting food for the Mayflower Marathon. Uh, our, our son's school is collecting the Mayflower Marathon and, and White Line and your Springfield Thunderbirds are are doing the same too. So. It's fantastic. Oh, so
0: it's good. So um, obviously we you know we got a lot to get to. I'm I'm curious to know from the players like you know and I don't want to get too far into it, but like that game Wednesday was a tough watch and you know a Wednesday game's gotta be tough in general. By the way, what's up, T? Hey, T.
3: Yeah. You know, Matt
0: Matt's, Matt's kids are running the joint yeah. around here, which is I fantastic. I can only
3: imagine. It, but After it's got to be tough. Are yeah, and then,
0: but then you're also on the road. Like playing at home is different. The kids are going bananas. You can yes. get into it, but when you're on the road, man, that's gotta gotta be tough. And and the Thunderbirds, even when the game they won the Wednesday game, I felt that way about Lehigh Valley. It was like sure. they were like, I want no part of this. I'm <laughs> me surprised
3: if I'm not mistaken. And I thought um, when we had Patrick Williams on. He kind of touched upon the AHL schedules and and the reason why teams don't travel as much is because, well, hey, if if Springfield goes out west, that team has to come out east. Right. And he mentioned the school games, and it's usually a one-for-one. I'm surprised that Springfield had two games with two different opponents. Right. Um, So now I'm going to assume Hartford will have another one in Springfield? But I didn't I mean I looked quickly on the schedule, I didn't see it, but I didn't get too deep into it. I know maybe Springfield isn't going to Lehigh Valley, but I thought they were later in the year for their school game. So yeah. it is tough. And and you know, that was their fifteenth game. That's the most games played in the AHL yeah, right now. Right. So Springfield, they've played a lot of three and threes. They've packed in a lot of games early in the schedule um you know it'll all even out right but for now it's that's a lot of games and it's it's got to be tough athletes are creatures of habit and when that habit gets broken it's got to be tough
0: yeah i i I understand why they do it but um you know it's it's got to be it's got to be tricky for for the players and you know like you said not only creatures of habit but like I was thinking about it, too. They have to go to Hartford, which ain't far. But the traffic (laughs) at
3: that hour, what, 9 in the morning trying to get to Hartford? Again, I don't know. I I was always – and, again, we don't need to talk about my uh, epic high school career in sports. That's pretty much where my athletic – but even as – high school you know we would play games after school and I always like to go to the same spot I I would walk around the plaza which was near my high school walk around I'd grab a bite to eat I would get back into my locker room at the same time and start getting ready at the same time you're just you like habit, that kind of helps but uh, it was a tough game I, I didn't stream it I was teaching but uh Steve, you said you were able to stream a little
4: bit. Up. I
0: mean, I I'm call it for what it is, but I, um, yeah, I streamed it in the middle of my class. I had uh, I had a couple of different um, <laughs> I had a couple of different computers, and mm-hmm. one of them just had the game on. And my students were like, "What are you watching?" I'm like, "Live hockey." What are you watching? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's like, um, like whatever. Hey, Boomers here, everybody. Boomer. Boomers here. Boomer, Boomers come in on the say house. Hi. I wonder if Boomer wants to uh, wants to tell us something. I mean, not a big talker, though, you know. But um, uh, Boomer, I got to be honest. I'm uh, I'm so impressed with the way that you. Um, How we doing, Boomer? Always are in the community, Boomer. Always doing your own thing. I love to see it. So, um, you know, thanks for thanks for coming out to this one. I know you're a busy guy. <laughs> I know you're a busy guy.
3: Got any thoughts on the night, Boomer? Go T-Birds.
0: That's some good analysis. <laughs> Love it. Love it.
3: Here's another thing. Just random. This was a thought that I had. Watching a lot of AHL TV this week, or last weekend, I should say. Different teams must have different setups. I enjoy watching the game from Springfield's when they're home watching it from there yeah you know their setup their uh, production is good there's a little bit of change in camera angles and you know they go in and out at different angles watching the game from Providence was tough it just it's one zoomed out wide angle the camera doesn't move so you see the whole ice it's it's Barely moving, and it's just you're like squinting to see who's doing what. Watching the game over from Bridgeport, much better, much yeah. better. Again, similar to Springfield, where they're changing camera angles, and it, it's it's more of a production. You feel like you're watching hockey. Yep. So kudos to Bridgeport and Springfield, uh, Providence. I don't know. I mean, I it, it was just a, it's a tough watch, um, and. AHL TV is what it is, but uh, I enjoy the games that I can watch when I I feel like I'm actually watching a hockey game Mm -hmm. professionally and not just, you know, some high school, local kind of production. Yeah. So,
0: uh, I mean, and we've talked about that too a little bit about how um, the the AHL feed for kind of what we pay is like not you know um, but I guess it is what it is you know and and, um, but you're right even talking to broadcasters they always say that uh, Providence is the hardest arena to get you know connections set up Mm. to get internet access to get angles the way you want them to be so um, you know it's kind, of a, it's kind of a tricky thing, but,
3: you know, it is what it is. It, it is what it is, and it's, it's not a complete disaster. It's just it's hard. It was much easier to watch the game from my couch when it's broadcast from Springfield, or, or Bridgeport wasn't bad at all either. Just that Providence game, that was a tough one to, uh, to stomach. All right, well, come on over. We, got, we
0: already got somebody here who wants to come and talk to us. This yeah, is, uh, this right is Brady. Brady, everybody say welcome to Brady. Hi, Brady. How are you doing, everybody? What's up, up, dude? Um, oh, yeah, pop go, that My drink. mic was oh, off. Sorry about, about that, folks. There you <laughs> go. We got you. Uh, what's up, Brady? Brady is the uh, super fan uh, that sits behind me and really wants my job. I'm a little nervous about it uh, <laughs> because he does. He really wants my job.
5: I am not a threat whatsoever to Steve's job. <laughs> <laughs> um, but tell us a little. So where do you? So you do public address announcing. Tell us a little, a little bit about where you do that. So I'm a public address announcer for a lot of the athletics at South Hadley High School, which is where I go to school. Um, I also do play-by-play announcements for a new initiative that got started at the school this year, the South Hadley Sports Network, nice. where through the TV station that's ran by the town, we're able to cover the games and like, you know, teach the kids about how to be in a production like that. That's awesome. That, and that's great. Your school offers you that kind of experience, and so that's wonderful. That's good. Yeah, it's student-led, and um, we're funded through the TV station, so it's just a great experience all around. Oh, we have a delivery. And
0: oh, Delivery. Thank you very much. We have our own bartender. He's my neighbor. Uh, <laughs> uh,
5: thank you, Nick. That's um, the way to go.
0: Nick's kind of hooking it up with us. Um, so uh, I thought it was interesting, Brady, you and I had a chat about uh, some of the best – NHL players that we've seen here in Springfield. And, I, I, you know, it's like during the lockout, like, we saw David Posternak, we saw Brad Marchand, we saw Bergeron. I don't know if those necessarily count.
5: I mean, Cam Atkinson and Ryan Johansson came down from Columbus, Mm. so you can go there. But um, if we're talking just from the Thunderbirds' perspective, you've got guys like, you know, Mackenzie Wieger, Owen Tippett, Chris Treger, but um, obviously Joel Hofer, Nikita Alexandrov, Tyler Tucker, they're all full NHL guys now. So, it's clear that Thunderbirds are developing their prospects right, mm-hmm. and we're seeing that on a higher level.
0: So, if we look at guys outside of the Thunderbirds, and not guys that just had a cup of coffee like, like, you know, Marshand did or Posenak did, or <laughs> even Charlie McAvoy made his professional debut in Springfield, but he only played like, whatever, two or three games. Like We were talking about guys like Jake Gensel, you know uh, those kind of guys. Do you do you have any players off the top of your head that you can uh, think about while I try to figure out YouTube?
5: <laughs> well, um, I think that just going back, it's definitely hard to get a grasp. Like, you know, you got teams coming in. A lot. Last season was a blur because we saw a bunch of new teams, mm-hmm. but we played the same teams the whole year. We yeah. play the same fourteen teams on repeat. No, thirteen, because we don't play Cleveland. Um but you see a lot of guys like Alex Belzial's down at Hartford now. Um I think the Phantoms got a couple NHL veterans. I mean we've got Malcolm Suman for Christ's sake. So there is a lot of guys but there's none on the top of my head, no.
3: Can you think of any uh, players currently on this roster. I know we've got some young guys even maybe not Full-fledged, you know top four lines now in Springfield But anyone off the top of your head that you're excited to see their future progress and develop
5: Well, I mean we've got. <gasps> oh. oh boy. Should, should we pause
0: for this? Yeah. Well, I mean everybody likes to hear from uh, from, from Bax. <laughs> <laughs> but um uh, they're they're talking no you can, you can talk over it. These are pretty these are pretty legit mics, I think we'll be alright. Yeah. But it is loud, my goodness.
5: I mean I see a lot of promise in guys like Zach Bolda, Zach Dean, uh, Vadim Zarenko. but we also have our guys that have been down here for a few years, guys like Hugh you yep. who haven't made it real big in the NHL yet, who I'm honestly just waiting for to get the call. They could go up any day and- and yeah. you know, it wouldn't surprise me. Right. We also have guys like Nathan Walker, Callie Rosen, Mackenzie McEachern, who have had their stints in the NHL that are making their way back down to the A for... I don't know if it's not enough roster space or if they need a condition, but it's definitely nice to see them adjust back to the AHL and then adjust for the NHL again. Yeah. Great. Good point.
3: Yeah. Good, point. Good point.
0: That's awesome. So what's what else is going on with you, Brady?
5: Nothing new, really. I mean... We got a game tomorrow against Utica. How do we feel about that? Um, I, I got to be honest. I think. Uh,
0: I mean, it's weird. Always, whenever you play these teams, like all we do is. I mean, at least I complain that it's like we play the same teams every night, and then you get a team like Utica, and you're like, well, I don't want to play them. I don't know anything about them. So it's <laughs> like you got to kind of pick and choose one. But um, I don't know. I, I, I'm excited. I think. Uh, I think they usually fare pretty well against Utica. One of those things we didn't even mention yet is that news today that. Uh, the Hurricanes have sent down Nick Suzuki to play here for the Thunderbirds.
5: Oh, Ryan Suzuki? Yeah,
3: yes, right. Well, I
5: don't know. One of them's, which one's
0: the captain? Which one's the captain for your Canadians? Nick Suzuki. Nick. So All right, see so his, okay, his brother okay, in Springfield. Gotcha. That'd be great for me. Yeah. Yes. So I think that's. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah, I think that's that's pretty good. But it, but he's recovering from, I believe, a shoulder injury. So, so this would just be a conditioning stint. I think it, it could be just conditioning. Uh, it could be as he working his way in. He's a former first-rounder, a forward. Who's making room for him? Where is he filling in? Is he if, if it's a conditioning stint, you're not going to want him to play. Or maybe you do. I don't know. He's not, I, don't, I would, wouldn't assume he's playing fourth-line minutes. If you're looking to condition him, you're going to try to bump him up a little bit more, I would assume. Certainly. Um, I'm
5: just looking at the Utica roster right now. I'm not seeing any NHL vets really You've got Chase Stillman brother of former Thunderbird Riley Stillman. Yeah nice. Yep. you got Simone Nemich who's gonna be something for the Devils in the future and then you've got uh, Eric Schalgren who played for the Leafs last year had a Cinderella run and um, We'll probably see either him or we'll, we'll probably see him, actually, tomorrow night in Springfield.
0: That's awesome. Well, that's exciting.
3: What are you expecting? It's been a tough little go these last three games for the Thunderbirds. What are you expecting? What would you like to see out of them, offensively, defensive, defensively? Anything sticking out in your mind? Well, I certainly didn't expect
5: to see a final score loss graphic of a, on, like, what was it, 2 o'clock yesterday? Yes, yeah. Those school day games mess me up. Yeah. But, um. Yes, they, I think they mess everybody
3: up. We were talking about that earlier.
5: <laughs> I think that these past couple games, we've been seeing exclusively teams that really have our numbers. Yep. You know, that New England foursome with Hartford, Providence, Bridgeport, nuts, they're always going to know what we're doing, and they likely will get the best of us at points. And that's what we've been seeing recently. So hopefully we're over the hump now and we'll be able to compete against
3: Utica tomorrow. So here, that's an interesting point, Brady, and... and so when does Springfield get their number? How is that, is, do you think that's something that Springfield needs to change up a little bit? There was a little bit of line movement this past week with the team. Do you think that's an attempt at that? or? Well, I mean, a lot
5: of AHL lines confuse me because you're seeing a lot of the seasoned veteran guys down in the lower lines. But I'm honestly not sure. So it's all going di- to – I just think we're going to have to wait and see. Sure. It's Drew Bannister's clearly got some type of plan. Mm-hmm. The question is whether it's going to
3: actually work. Sure, sure. Yep. I mean, personally, I, shots, simply put. Shots, shots, and more shots. I mean, you look at it. I was, I was going through some of the box scores, really all 15 games, and even in some of the games that they're winning, they're, they're getting out shot. And it seems like shots are coming very easy for the opponents. They're not always high-quality shots, but they're still your pepper and your goalie. Um. So
5: that's another thing I wanted to mention. Our top-line defensive pairing from last year, they're both off to better and brighter with Tyler Tucker in St. Louis and Steven Santini over in the Ontario Reign organization. Mm-hmm. Our top line has been, I believe, Matt Kessel and was it Callie Rosen Callie. with him?
3: Yeah, Callie. So
5: that's certainly been interesting. But they seem to be holding up okay. I like the pairing. It's Again, it's a young guy with a veteran me? just like it was last year. But... I think that our defense is one of our weaker spots, and we're going to need to work on that. Sure. Well, Brady, it's but it's been a pleasure. I don't mean to kick you out. Oh but, no! You know, I mean, we got <laughs> these guys.
0: We got some pretty awesome guys standing by that want to come and chat with us. I think. For Every morning when I
5: ride to school, I put on the backs and Nagel. It's exciting. There you go. So, uh, That's exciting. Well, Brady
0: Dennison, the uh, the super fan that sits behind me and wants my job very badly. And heckles you uh, when you're he not gonna up. get it, but keep, thank keep you anyway. He will never
5: remember the Marcotte Ford Final Five. No, I will not. No. <laughs> I would if I had your job. Well, <laughs> too bad. Sorry to Marcotte Ford. Well, thank you for having me, guys. Appreciate <laughs> thank it. Thanks, Brady. See you thank later.
6: You. Well,
0: uh, you guys, uh, you guys, think about coming on. Cool. Happy to have Everybody you. Sorry, we only got one mic, but we can all share. But uh, the, the sort of gentleman of the hour here, yeah, give them both, and, and we'll share. That's fine. Um, we're joined right now by uh, by uh, uh, Bax and Steve Nagel. Uh, not bad, huh? Is that that, that flipped on? There you go. Cool.
5: hey perfect. how about no, this good. fancy yeah. setup you got here <laughs> the, the second
2: fancy. take was so yeah. much better <laughs> well you know i always try to do two takes just in case i messed up on the That's first
0: That's perfect yeah um well the uh, first of all congratulations on what you have going on uh with the mayflower marathon i mean we were talking about our kids go to the same elementary school and they have you know they're running their own donations for you guys and it's amazing the word that has been spread for this throughout the community
2: yeah, it's become, uh, you know, we, we've said it all along. It's become way less of a radio station event and much more of a community event over the years. A lot of people who don't even know that Rock 102 is behind it, it's, uh, they just know that we're doing this for the open pantry year after year. The, the amazing thing about it is, you know, before the pandemic
7: happened, you know, food insecurity was hovering about 9%, and uh, right now it's at like 25%. I mean, it's, it's, it's an absolute crisis situation in the Springfield community. So, you know, this, is, this year is our 30th year, but we've never had a need like we do right now. So we're hoping that this year breaks our record, which was last year at like $174,000. Wow. We're looking to obliterate it this year. It's simply because there's almost twice as many people who need it than there was just a year ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, for you guys, is it is it still a grind? I mean, you know, the hours and hours and hours that you spend like what what's what's the hardest point like physically uh, getting up,
2: uh, <laughs> putting on my clothes, and having I mean, to be there day. on Monday morning. Oh yeah, that is every day. <laughs> I it's I don't we're so used to it by by this point. It's it's really like we we kind of have benchmarks of like how well we're doing. Or like okay, we made it to Tuesday morning. We yeah. made it to Tuesday yeah. afternoon. Like or, little or, victories or, along yeah. the way. Or
7: certain things happen at certain times. Yeah. We can say ah, we're halfway there. Yeah. Or, we're almost almost through. You know, to me the 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 toughest part about it are like the following three or four days when you're trying to recover right. from the exhaustion of right. it. Right. But you know, when you're doing it, you're so consumed with adrenaline and and, uh, and you know and seeing a lot of your friends and a lot of the people that that support the, the radio station and the cause that it's it's really really motivating. And I and I, I know for me, you know, I just get so pumped by the end of it that it's it's just it's total. I don't even I don't even think about how exhausting it is until it's done. Right. right.
0: Yeah. Right. Now. I think it's so cool that we have this new thing going on with the Thunderbirds, and it's like every Wednesday, is the Wednesday game, right before Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, talk about that partnership with you guys and Nate, and who's you know Nate's on your your airwaves all. Nate Nate loves a microphone and a camera, looking <laughs> like that. My goodness. Oh, I know. Um, he can't keep <laughs> him away from. How does he damn handsome? Oh, yeah. He's,
7: yeah. A, he's not just a snack; he's a whole concession stand. <laughs> he I really is. It. Uh,
2: but how? But, great but is not, is not it. a Chick Fil A because oh, he's no. open every day of right. the week. Not <laughs> just not just not six days. Not six
0: days yeah. Um, but a little bit about that partnership and getting them involved.
7: Well, I, I think you know when we were looking for venues last year, uh, you know a lot of a lot of you know people around the community stepped up and wanted to be a part of it. Uh, MGM made a really great pitch; it was hard to say no to. But the Thunderbirds were involved in some other conversations too. And no matter what happens, they were like, "Well, we still want to be a part of it, and we want to be a major part of it." And after discussions with, with Nate and other members of the foundation, we we're like, well, you know what? It makes just perfect sense to incorporate all of this. And they've been a, a, a tremendous partner. That Wednesday game last year, you know, I, I think, like, Wednesday morning, we're like, uh, we think, oh, my God, we got to go back to the Mass Mutual Center for a hockey game. It's never right. going to end. But when we were there, we, we – Steve and I just had just so much fun.
2: Yeah, okay, your adrenaline came right back. Everybody's yeah. so into it; they're all there for the Open Pantry. They're all there to support us, and it's like we we got the best fans around, man. Yeah. So uh, you can't beat that. It, it, you know, it's
7: it's it's easy to forget that this isn't about us at all. This is right. this is really about Springfield, and everybody in Springfield okay. participates. Okay, it's a little bit about us. It's a little bit yeah. about us, but it's not all about us. I we, mean, you know, it's like seventy-five okay. percent us, the twenty-five. Right. 60-40, I think, is a really good split.
2: We feed people and our egos. Yes,
7: yes but mostly so, yeah. we feed people. Right. So
0: put that on the back of the jersey. I, should we should. That's, you know? that's next year's shirt, right? <laughs> um, so, uh, for, can we talk about the the jerseys? I know you guys you guys had those made up specifically, and you're going to be selling those as well. I think. Yeah,
2: it's uh, well, Bax is. Uh, this is kind of like a, a good year for him because this is his. Well, it's it's more than thirty for you, or it is your thirty. No, 30th. this is. 29. 29 for you. 29 for me. But it's been going on for 30 years. Uh, and we kind of had to do some figuring out of who was right about which year we started this thing. <laughs> because when it started out, it was really just a... Well, uh, I mean, a truck you know, in, the, was, in the old
0: Hall of Fame park. Yeah, it was like there. hammer and sickle at that point. We didn't have pens, right? right and right. On the right. internet. Yeah, we,
2: we we counted all the food with an abacus. Right. And uh, I wasn't there back in the days of the Edsel, but Bax was, and uh, <laughs> he could tell you uh, how they didn't have a whole lot. No, no, we didn't. We we had one truck in the old Hall of Fame behind the building,
7: very much hidden from public view. Uh, not so unlike uh, the way it was for the
0: next yeah.
2: 27 years, but nevertheless. And, and the pickup point was at the McDonald's in the South End, and they had to haul all of that food back and forth at each donation <laughs> back to the old <laughs> Hall
0: of Fame. It was grueling, right, uh, Grandpa? So
2: so exi- yeah, it really was, Sonny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I mean, one last question for me, and this is the kind of thing that I I gripe about all the time on Twitter um, because that's where the um, most educated people like to go. Um, I just, I get this feeling that like, like everything east of Worcester just treats us like we're rural Kentucky. And I feel like, I feel like we are almost self sustaining from the rest of the state because we don't have Boston, we don't have the funding, we don't have this, we don't have that. And so it's up to us to do our own thing and manage our own self. And, and I think that that's part of the reason why we're all so community based. So, so here's the thing I, I, I
7: grew up. East of Worcester, and I can tell you, without hesitation, you're absolutely right. Nobody east of Worcester thinks about Springfield or Western Mass. All, all what they think is, you get past Worcester and then it's Stockbridge. But everything <laughs> right. in between, you know, it's like Worcester and then Tanglewood and back, and then that's it. But having lived here for uh, you know just about 30 years, you know, I have to tell you that you know this community uh, is a is a, is a tight knit community. And that it really does understand the power of, of, of generosity and of community. And when it comes to stepping up, Springfield does a tremendous job. All of Western Mass does a tremendous job. Whether it's the tornado or microbursts or anything else or the Mayflower Marathon, when, when, when times are tough, we all galvanize together. And it's it, it really, what there's no other community in Massachusetts that does it this way.
2: I like to do that old grandpa story about how this is like our own version of stone soup, you know, the old stone stoops. <laughs> it is because everybody kind of contributes. You know, you don't, not everybody, not one person has all of the resources, but every one person in this area brings something to the table. Even if it's one can yeah. down to the marathon, it helps us every bit feed the rest of the community. So yeah. we're,
0: we're proud to be part of this. Yeah. Well, when times are tough, I look at Brian Lapis. And I was like, Brian, how are we going to get through this? 22. Download the 22 news app. Yes. When when you're looking to feel just a little bit bad about things, you go to lapis. (laughs) That's it. That's just it. Well, uh, back, Steve Nagel. I really appreciate you guys coming on the podcast. Our pleasure. Um, Again, I'll be be listening tomorrow, as we always do. And uh, thank you for all that you do for Springfield, the community, and and for the Mayflower Marathon. Zito, it's been great to be with
2: you. (laughs) I... can't thank you. <laughs> I've, I've had a wonderful time, Regis. Yes.
0: Thank
7: you.
2: Yes. you
0: well, you welcome.
2: Oh wait, are no, you no. the Kellogg guy? I can't <laughs> no, remember. No, which no, one no, no. I I got out of the business. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: <laughs> as fast as I could. Good for you. Yeah, running I from understood. running from John Bayback at lightning speed. Yeah. That's what I was doing. He didn't
2: burn you with a candle, did he?
0: WHYN <laughs> news time is 5:45. <laughs> no, I got that. Well, line. it's gonna be sunny today. <laughs> We appreciate you guys. Get back. Are you slinging beers now, or?
2: Um, we're not I, slinging anything. I mean, we're slinging uh,
0: buckets you, of cash. I'm like say, what we're I'll, doing. Take a, I'll
7: take a pour on that. one. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm shaking people down. That's what
0: I'm doing. Good for you. Shaking them down for cash. As yeah. you should be.
2: Well, thank as you, as you so be. much for having us. We really no,
0: do appreciate, appreciate it. it.
2: And appreciate it. It. how many people are watching this right
0: now? Uh, last check was one, and it was my wife. Oh, good. Oh, okay. So, uh, but uh, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll do our best. All and, right. But again, you know, it's it's funny. We just we started this podcast because there was no Springfield Thunderbirds podcast, and you know these these creatures go bananas for it. They well, here it. you yeah, are. So That's great. We're we're so rocking and rolling. sponsored man. by White Lion Brewing.
2: Can now, can you do the announcing uh, thing for me?
0: Sure. Um, do, do Jimmy's goo- Pub of Enfield reminds you to please be aware that pucks do leave the playing surface and can be projected into the stands at any time during play. Please Ooh. keep your eye on the pond. Look at this. we got wow. a
2: Walter Crunkite no right pin. here. Look at that. Wow. Don't, yeah. don't tell Pat Kelly. Man, you're, you're, like, you're like Jack Edwards over there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that a little toppling muffin. <laughs> What's the rest of the story there, pal? <laughs> time for him to
0: go, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, there you go. Oh, can boy. you do the
2: goal thing? Can you do, do the goal? like Deeper goal.
8: Yeah, there you go. Man, oh, you
2: look at that. That, that is, is professional. I, I can't do that, that in February when I get a head goal, though. It's a
0: little too <laughs> high of an octave. You, you may or may not make it in this business. We'll let you know. Yeah, we'll see. No, I already tried and I failed. Yeah. Um, but thanks. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. We Thank it. you. Appreciate now, this you. is when you would normally go to a commercial break, but we're not doing that. So oh, no, I can't I'm just going to get up and leave.
9: Yeah. All right. <laughs> Love you guys. Thanks. Thanks again.
0: Thanks for the great time. Of course. Well, there you go. There's uh, Bax and Nagel from uh, the Rock 102 morning show, and we greatly appreciate them uh, taking the time to talk to us. to kicked Matt right out of there. Yeah. And uh, But, um, oh, that's awesome. Those guys are the best. We really appreciate them coming. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have all kinds of, uh, I don't know, does this this guy over here want to come in and get in the action? Sounded dangerous. Not
3: at all. Come on.
0: I mean, well, but it
3: goes to the community thing, and we've talked about that too on the show. You know why this partnership we have with White Lion and and Rock 102 and and serving the community, and that's what the Springfield Thunderbirds do. And and you know we're happy to be a part of that. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, and um, thanks to everybody who's watching right now on YouTube. We appreciate you guys uh, tuning in, and uh, we do have uh, another uh, guest who wants to come on and, and chat, although. I think they were kind of your opening act Nate. You want to come grab a seat. <laughs> we're happy to have you Nate Costa, the president of the uh, Springfield Thunderbirds. I'm going to just uh, adjust the camera real quick. You can check. That's
3: going. Real thing. Yeah, that's great. It. That's it. That's it. Nate Matt Baker, season Nate, ticket holder. I'm, I'm by the way. Matt Baker, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. So, uh, what's
4: what's new? what's going on? What's new, huh? Yeah. Uh, How are a lot kids? Of, a lot of games. Kids are great. Um, trying to get home for bedtime tonight, so we'll see if that happens. But, yeah, yeah we'll things see. are really good. Can't complain. Here you go. Cool.
3: I, I brought the kids with me, so bedtime is when this is over. Yeah, I think
4: that <laughs> we have to pick our battles. I have a two-and-a-half and a, yes. a six-month-old, so I think they're going to come to the game tomorrow, and uh, nice. that's their trek downtown. So. That's there you awesome. Go. <laughs> that's <laughs> it was awesome. either today or tomorrow. Very nice, very nice. So tell us a little bit about this
0: sort of relationship that you guys have built with uh, the Mayflower Marathon and, and Bax and Nagel and Rock 102.
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, Bax and Nagel and the guys, we, we've really started the relationship going back a few years, even before the Mayflower Marathon. We've, we've participated in it since the beginning, since I came, um, but it really grew after they had those troubles last year in finding a spot, and we wanted to do the right thing and be a partner, um, but they've always been good to us. I mean, we have a we have an advertising relationship, but outside of that, they've done a really nice job of promoting us, and I mean, that's the big thing, as you know, like We've really tried to put a focus on advertising, and, um, you know, they, they were giving us quite a bit of just earned media and um, just supporting the team, which, you know, like, that's what it's all about, right? So we wanted to do the same thing. I mean, this is one of the biggest events in, in Springfield and all year, really. And, um, you know, being right downtown in a community staple, like, only right thing that we should be doing this, you know?
0: Yeah, no, it's and, and I, I asked them this sort of similar question, but it, it just doesn't it just feel like nobody from... East of Worcester gives a darn about us and I feel like we're self-sustainable because of that like we yeah. know we're getting no help and so if we don't all come together yeah like we got nothing
4: yeah I mean you know a lot of what we do you you know Steve you're a part of the organization in some ways I mean you know how much we do with the community and um, you know how much how much the, our foundation work is important to us and so I mean this just fits in so nicely with that you know like They've got a, a a built-in food drive that provides so much to. What uh, happens when you're live?
0: Not
7: us. <laughs> not our
4: mics, I don't think they're all looking at
0: us like it was us. I don't think that was us. It's like Joe Duzak looking at me when the horn goes off. I'm like, I had nothing
4: to do with that. Uh, <laughs> that was brutal, actually. Yes. Um, no, but I mean, as you know, like we're part of the community. They, they do such a nice job. It was when they're at the Hall of Fame. They were doing such a nice job. We were a part of it um and then when they were looking for a spot paul and i got together and we're like how do we how do we do this mgm had the right spot you know in general because it's just so easy in and out and they're a great partner so we just said how can we help like how can we supplement it and uh i mean you know like we're trying to always do stuff to give back so um it just felt right like we didn't want to step on their toes and do our own event we just wanted to contribute to their event so um and it's what it's all about right like i think what well, we what I saw before taking over for the Thunderbirds and stuff was very limited community involvement, yeah. and obviously we're focused on sales and marketing. We're focused on bringing people to the building, um, but a big part of that is being invisible in the community and right. doing the right stuff and how you know how much you can get from that as well and you know community goodwill. So um, it's just been a big focus of our organization from the beginning.
3: How important is that for an AHL team? I guess in general. I mean, I I've said this to Steve. I said this to Lauren. What brought my kids in at a young age was seeing Boomer everywhere, seeing the Thunderbirds. And, and here in Springfield, it, it's the Thunderbirds. Yeah, I mean, that's our house is Thunderbirds. That's cool and, th- to hear. you know, you look at other teams, they might have a basketball, a professional basketball team. They might have a professional... Like they have other sports to go around. To. How important is it for AHL franchises to have that community
4: buy in I mean it's a it's it should be a pillar of what the organization is doing um, you know when I, I I was lucky enough to be at the American League for a long time so I got to see some of the high performers and what they were doing mm-hmm. and really it's a focus on sales and marketing it's game operations and then community involvement right so um, from the community aspect mm-hmm. um, if you're not there if you're not visible if you're not getting your mascot out if you're not doing things it's just a missed opportunity right yeah. like yeah um, you got to become a fabric of the community when we're at this level, and especially when you're the, the main pro sports team in a city like we are. Mm-hmm. Um, you're really capitalizing on that, right? And and you know, being the pillar in the community like a team should be. I mean, we're an economic driver, and that's the whole idea. Yeah. Um, and we should be doing our part to give back.
3: Yeah, like I, I mean, you, you guys you really are you, you 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 saw your target and you hit it. I mean, it might like I said for my family, I can only speak for mine, but. My kids, we get the Thunderbirds stickers, and they put them on the, the lawn, in the front lawn. And uh, they're, they're playing. They're the, the Springfield Thunderbirds football team in the front yard with the sticker on the 50-yard line. That's cool. It, that, it, it's it, The community has bought in. And, you know, I, I brought a few other families into the kids' club, and the kids' club thing that you guys do yeah. is fantastic. Gets the kids excited about hockey. Gets them excited for their pro team. And, and awesome.
4: That's it's a big fun. part of it, right? It like, just doing things that... I I always remember, I'm from Springfield, so when I took this team over, I remember going to games with my grandfather. We were doing the same things as kids. I'd come home, and I was the Indians or the Falcons, and, you know, like that was what resonated with me. Um, And so all the stuff that we wanted to do was try to get kids young, right? Because Mm -hmm. we're looking at the next generation of fans, right? I mean, it's, it's great that you're bringing your kids because that was the whole idea was how do we engage the kids because they never had really anything to engage in with the previous organization. Sure. Like, we were trying to really create a brand that kids can be involved in, and you know that will grow as time goes. Yeah. Um, one last question from, from me.
0: Uh, one of the things we talked about on the show before is how I find it fascinating that usually well, Springfield um, can be a stepping stone. The AHL is a stepping stone to the next level. And yet, um, when I look in your front office, you know, Luke and John and you know, and Drew and Frank and Lauren and Jess and all these people have been here. They don't leave. It's not like, well, I'm going to use this, the Springfield Thunderbirds job so I can go get another job elsewhere. They all stay. And I think that's a real testament to you and how you run the operation and how you um, sort of support your staff. Is that something that you focus on as, as a team president?
4: Uh, retention of our staff is crucially important just for yeah. the continued growth. Mm-hmm. You know unfortunately we had to deal with the pandemic which was a bummer um but we had a core group like you just mentioned todd jess matt drew frank uh luke john like those guys were with us from the beginning um and i'm blessed with that because like i i'm sure you know i don't want to jinx it but i'm sure someone's going to get a job to go to the next level and we are we are developing right like i mean we we talk about that a lot that we're developing players on the ice um, but, you know, we can't overlook the, the ability of having the, the chance to, you know, hone your skills and your craft at this level. And I, I put a lot behind trying to keep the people happy, right? Like, mm-hmm. we put a lot into, you know, uh, being a professional organization. And it's all about how you present that, right? Sure. Like, it, it, there's nothing different between what I'm necessarily doing and what in a previous organization would be doing unless and, and other than leaning into it right? right and treating people right trying to give them opportunities to you know make a living um that's stuff at this level that's not necessarily always focused on but for me coming from the sales side of things like it's where I got started It's where my ticket sales team got started it's kind of the foundation of our success um but really trying to find ways for them to advance their career here as much as possible but I'm not I'm not naive to the fact that you know is Andrew going to go and be a, a top flight sales guy at the Boston Celtics one day, probably mm-hmm. like, sure. and that will be and a support that. will be a great thing. Like, yeah, I mean, right. you know, we, we, we've had people go, right. Danny went to the NHL, China went to the NHL. You went to the NHL. Uh, Peter Botini went to the NHL. Yeah. We've got other guys that have gone off and had success. Like that, that's a testament to the organization. It's also a testament to the work that's being done by people that we're bringing in. Um, but we've, we had a vision for high quality stuff in mm-hmm. general, right? Like, we had to change the entire perception around the brand of HL hockey in Springfield. Like that was our biggest challenge coming into this was yeah. that the perception of HL hockey was not great. Um, well, they, I mean they hit rock bottom there the last couple of years of the Falcons. Yeah. I mean it was it's, it was it's, bad. You don't take a lot of joy in that, right? Because I was part of the league at that point and like we I knew this market could be successful. Like we saw it in Syracuse, we saw it in Grand Rapids, we saw it in Utica. We see it in like markets, if you do it the right way. And unfortunately, when Bruce left, they didn't do it the right way. They didn't invest in sales and marketing. They didn't invest in their staff. They didn't invest in the game night experience. Um, you, gotta, you gotta spend a little bit of money to create an environment that people feel good about, a brand that yep. people feel good about, promotions and themes that people feel good about. In my ownership bought in hook, line, and sinker when I presented the business plan, when, I, when they hired me, we have not deviated one bit. It was all about doing those things um, and, and reinvigorating life into the brand. Like, we knew we could do it if we yeah. – it took a lot of work. I mean, you were there from the beginning. Yeah. Like, you know, there were some dark days at the beginning there in 2016 yeah. in November when there's a 1,000 people in the building, and it's hard to keep the momentum going. But um, we stuck to our plan, and really, it's the hard work of the staff. Like I, I can't take much – Credit. I, I have a vision, but without the guys that are doing the work and the ladies that are doing the work to make this happen, like it's uh, it, it wouldn't happen. Oh, stop! You're so humble. <laughs> so yeah. Humble.
3: What Nate? If you don't mind, just a quick question, like the hockey side of it. Yeah. And we've talked a little bit about this. The AHL is a developmental league. It's also a professional league. Oh, 100%. What's the balance with, or, or some challenges that you face balancing? being the affiliate for the blues and, and respecting their wishes and, and balancing that with Springfield.
4: Uh, I mean I think we, we, we make it pretty clear that we want to win at this level like that was a challenge we dealt with with Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, one where our, our vision for the for the organization didn't align. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they were focused on developing a few key players and um, they thought they could do that without necessarily investing in winning. I've been around a long time. I've been around the HL for over 15 years, mm-hmm. so I've seen what the top-tier organizations do. They invest in winning at this level, and they they also want to develop players. That's the number one mission, right? Like yep. developing our players. We are a developmental league. I don't agree with what's going on in Chicago and Carolina right now because it's not the mission of our league, right? Like we are a developmental league, so. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe Chicago is putting us as an independent in a really tough spot because we don't, we don't feel the same way as Chicago. Like, I, I understand that you can't have a winning team every single year. And mm-hmm. that's unfortunately hard to swallow sometimes. Like, you know, you, but, but it's part of development, right? Sure. And, and the St. Louis Blues have been partners that have been in line with that vision. Like, you know, obviously we ha- we've had some success early on, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we had the cup run and made the playoffs last year. But they've always been willing to spend the money to surround their prospects with good veterans, which is sure. the key, right? Yeah. Like, you got to have key vets like Tommy Cross and Nathan Walker and yeah. Mackenzie McEachern and Callie the guys Rosen. that, yeah, yeah. Callie and These are NHL guys yeah. at yeah. our level that are teaching young players how to be pros, and by extension, hopefully winning hockey games, like sure. I think the blues understand that like you develop far better in a winning environment. Right. You create it, culture, right? Yeah, and, well it's yeah. contagious stuff, right? Like sure. winning is contagious, losing is contagious. Sure. Yeah. So y- you bring kids into a losing environment. It's hard to break that when you call a guy up when you're losing every single night, right? Like yeah. you wanna win. Um, and it's uh you know, I don't know. It's it's been a really great relationship with St. Louis, honestly. I mean we have friction points, right? Because we run the business, so you know I want a lot of weekends. We have a lot of three and threes, not great for development, and we understand that, and we, we want to be better at that. That's something that St. Louis says. Well, you know, like we need to have less of that in our, in our world. And we understand it. Like you know, that third game in a three and three, probably not doing a ton for their development. We have to sell tickets right we have mm-hmm. to fill the building mm-hmm. we have a business to run. Right. so you have to manage that a little bit but I feel like both of us have an open line of communication like I think that's key at this level is sure. like you, you can't just assume that people know things and right. in business and in life you've, you've got to work through what what is good for each of us um, and they've been really good partners like they like they like the environment like the mm-hmm. building's full it's loud, it's yeah. rowdy. They went to the finals and that is huge for development. They're putting their guys, they're getting 20 extra games, mm-hmm. high pressure games. Right. Yeah. Big environment. Those games in Laval, I mean, those games were unbelievable. Wild. Or yeah. when we came back here in the Eastern Finals, I mean, you're talking, you know, edge of your seat games in big big buildings, big crowds, yeah. big, goals, big pressure big moments. Yeah. Yeah, and that kind of stuff like you can't you can't put a value on how much that goes. And I think they saw that, too. Um, you know, and I think there's some positives, too, that we don't really talk about a lot with us being where we are. Like, they were in San Antonio. So they before they came here, they're on a plane every single night. They lose a day of practice time. Here, we're in our rink almost 90% of the time for, to, mm-hmm. to practice. But, you know, we've got three teams within an hour and a half. These guys sleep in their beds 80% of the time. like. Yeah. That's a great thing. Like, I bet you, if you ask some of these players what it's like to actually get to sleep at home and sleep in their own bed, it goes a long way. Now, maybe we're not San Diego, and you can't play golf in January. Like, <laughs> right, right. there's those kind of things sure. that you know. Obviously, I have in the back of my mind. Um, but from a pure hockey standpoint, like Callie Rosen came down, and you know he he played all he played up all last year. He came down, and he's such a he's such a pro. He he just said, look, like there would be no place I'd rather play in the HL then here because of the environment because of the atmosphere because of how much people care about the sport here and you know he was in Toronto so he's like we were like well really you were in Toronto it's the hockey mecca right he's like it's almost too much right you're there the parent team is there you got a lot of eyeballs there's a lot of challenges so you know there are things that players really value like Tommy Cross you know as a pro and as a vet says that you know the word gets around that hey it's a good place to play especially if you're a vet the building's full the guys treat us well where it's a professional environment mm-hmm. that's that was key to me i took over the team and i wanted you know i i have that that thing in my head about springfield being a lower tier city right like yeah. oh it's not a top end city it's not san diego it's not san antonio um so what we tried to do is the minute those guys step foot in the building yep. i want them to feel like pros right. so if awesome. you look at what we do like you know, I want the lobby to feel like a pro lobby. When they get into the locker room, like I want them to feel like they're in a pro environment. Like mm-hmm. there's a roadmap to St. Louis. That it's not just about being here. And yeah. like a lot of that stuff goes a long way in terms of recruiting players, getting players here. Now maybe we don't go out and sign those guys, but I'm hoping that a lot of the stuff that we're doing is is bringing guys in. So that's awesome. That's good stuff. Great, great stuff. Well, Nate, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate. it I know it. I talk a lot. So. No, 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 that no that's was good. Great that was People good are tired of hearing from us. Yeah, so. yeah there you go. Well, <laughs> but, I appreciate um, you guys having us on, and yeah, no problem. Everything you guys are doing to build the game, like this, is cool stuff. I appreciate all well, you guys. This kind of a this
0: was an empty niche. We thought. I mean, yeah, like 100%. how was there not a Thunderbirds podcast? so That's why I, we yeah, hopped it's on. Awesome. It because, it's awesome because it's good stuff. You know, I follow like it, and I appreciate and it. absolutely. And won't Tell a couple of those players to come by. We'll ask them those questions about how awesome it is to play in Springfield. All right, Appreciate the word. Thanks, Nate. Thank you so much. Yeah, appreciate it. Take care. Good. You. All right. Thanks, Nate. Thanks, buddy. Love you, pal. You too. All right. There goes uh, Nate Costa, president of your Springfield Thunderbirds. Um, boy, it's it feels good to support this team after hearing something like that. It doesn't does. It?
3: And and you know we've talked about it. The reason I'm here is because my kids felt immediately part of a Thunderbird community yeah and to hear him say that was that was their vision I mean I'm not a business guy right but businesses fail when you you have these aspirations these targets and you you don't follow your own steps to get there right uh, and so Thunderbirds oh man I thought my neighbor
0: was going to come sit down and talk <laughs> with us
3: <laughs> we'll get him on yeah but you know you you set a goal you set your steps and you follow those steps and then it's true I mean everywhere you go there's Boomer everywhere you go there's a Thunderbird sign there's it's they're in the community well, I mean they're you talked about a, how everywhere Boomer is Boomer is everywhere
0: yeah. and that's a testament to people who care yeah if Boomer's handler didn't care he wouldn't come yeah. you know what I mean and and um, I thought it, I found it fascinating how important he feels about um, you know getting the word out to players that Springfield's a cool place to play like if you like I look at sometimes, and I'm, you know, like when they signed, like, Sam Annis and Matt Pekka, and, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting here going, like, why are those, like, they chose us? Like, yeah, yeah. Adam going, I'm like, you chose us? And then it's like, well, that's why, because they walk into the locker room, and they're like, oh, this is legit. Yeah. And they realize they can sleep in their own bed, and they realize that a three-game road trip is, is only, you know, an hour and a half away. And You're,
3: you're still, and, and that is a big point, you're still, no matter what, coming back home to sleep in your own bed, the comfort... Um, and it really is. I mean, it, it's it's a fun environment to be a fan in. I can only imagine what it would feel like as a player. Hopefully we get some players on in a few minutes. I think yeah, they're, so they're shifting uh, Yeah, we're coming up on 7, on 7
0: o'clock. I think the first round of, of players are done. So we'll see if we can get, uh, like I said, I really want to talk to Joe Duzak because I thought he was going to murder me once.
3: I think him and Hugh McGang are just about done um, The other thing <laughs> Awesome
0: The other thing too is that uh, uh, Joe Duzak He has So like I watch him during warmups And like he doesn't even touch a puck Unless like he's told to And they're doing drills yep. Like there are guys who they get a puck And they just like flip and flip and flip and flip flip And they flip it up in the air And they put it down And they flip it, flip it <laughs> yeah. And he just kind of skates around Just kind of looks around Doesn't really, you know and Yeah but he'll always come, and his the first thing he does is bang into the glass right in front of me, and that's, like, his routine. Yep. But that's where my coffee sits. Yep. And so every time <laughs> I announce, I'm like, all right, well, now i got to hold on to my coffee because I know Joe Duzak's going to come and try to knock it over. nice. Hope. So, um, so uh, yeah, it'd be t- nice to talk to those guys. And, yeah, I mean, Hugh McGang, you know, he's been here for a long time, and it, it's amazing how, you know, the vets are young guys, like, it yeah. only takes two or three years before you are the, the example, the leading example for the next crop of, of players because yeah. of just your experience. It's not your age, but your experience. Yeah. I mean,
3: I, I think right now as the Thunderbirds, you've got a good mix of those real raw young guys and yeah. uh, your older human gang vets. So, all right. We got, I mean, we got, huh? Oh,
0: cool. Awesome. Ryan you Ryan you want to come sit down
1: no, Joey's gonna join you oh perfect oh, nice. awesome
0: very Run nice Joey Duzak so that's fantastic appreciate that Ryan uh Ryan Smith is here by the way there's a whole bunch of the Thunderbirds front office again they all have uh better things to do but yet here they all are <laughs> Joe Duzak appreciate it
3: how you doing Matt nice to meet
0: you uh Joe Duzak uh coming on uh, Steve Forney Matt Baker thanks for coming on um I, so off the top Joe um, I am the PA announcer if you didn't know so I'm the one who's coffee you try to knock over when you're going through warm-ups and you smash <laughs> on the glass yes yeah, so that's what I want to talk about so I th- I thought you were going to murder me I saw the uh, I saw the look in your eye and I thought my life was in, was in danger
8: yeah I was I was going to come over to apologize to you but <laughs> but I I went to the other side the other guy was cuz I didn't know you were not right. Yeah. Talk, man. And <laughs> and then, yeah, I, I it was a classic mix up, yeah.
6: No, I was like I
0: saw nightmares. Yeah. That 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 looking game. And I felt bad cuz whenever things go wrong on the ice, I feel as part of the production team. I always feel like partially responsible like in the freaking anthem singer's mic doesn't work, I'm like, uh, I'm like embarrassed about
8: it.
4: Yeah. So
0: I felt terrible about that, and I'm so glad that you guys didn't lose that game, because if you did, it would have been like, well, the horn didn't go off, we would have won. But. Yeah, no, no <laughs>
8: excuses. Yeah, but uh, yeah, sorry about that.
0: <laughs> so so you could yell at him, it's all it's right. All <laughs> yeah. So I, I do find it interesting, because I mentioned that you you uh, you sort of have your own routine uh, pregame. It also to me seems like you don't like do a lot of puck work pregame. Like, there are guys who get the puck, and they flip it, and they flip it, and, they, and you just kind of, like, skate around, like, take it all in.
8: Yeah, I, uh, I like to save my energy. I Is don't, that what it is? Yeah, but I just, ever since I was a little kid, I just never really even enjoyed warm-ups. You know, I just want to get right into the game. So, if it was up to me and I could change rules in hockey, it'd probably be five-minute warm-up right into the game.
1: Interesting. Nice. Yeah. Interesting.
8: I think it's a waste of time. If you do, yeah. Huh.
0: Now, do you do a lot of like s- stretching and stuff? Like, do you do more? Yeah, of- yeah,
8: soccer and calisthenics and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, nothing crazy that other people wouldn't do. But I just want to get right into the game. It's, We're there for two hours, and then we gotta, <laughs> and then we gotta warm up and come back off the ice, and then go back on the ice, and then it's like what is it, 18, 15 minutes? Yeah, it's like yeah. 18, I think it's 18, 16 minutes. So then what's like that, the point yeah. of the warm-ups if you're going to come in and sit back down for 18 minutes?
3: <laughs> wow. Are there players who, you don't have to name-drop anybody and throw them under the bus, are there players that need that warm-up time? Or oh, yeah, I'm
8: sure. I'm sure I'm sure the goalies love it. Yeah. You know, they get to see pucks, you know, and stuff like that, but I think we could condense it to five minutes. Fair enough. Yeah.
0: First year in Springfield, what do you think of, of the environment and and the process and the division compared to other places that you've been
8: yeah i i think this is one of the tougher uh ahl divisions it's a lot of you know older veteran guys uh, in the league and well in this division in the league um you know it's it's a little more defensive than the other divisions you know there's a lot of uh hard heavy hockey here played here a lot of hits and block shots and stuff like that but yeah i've loved it so far the fans in Springfield are great. So. I,
0: I do want to ask you too. I mean, I know you know you're you're not exactly Zidano Chara, yeah. uh height wise, but I, I am noticing a lot more successful guys around your size on the back end, whether it's Torrey Krug and Scott Perunovich and you know, and on and on. Have you always been a defenseman? Is it always sort of the the, the way that you wanted to go, or did you make a switch at some point?
8: Yeah, I w- I played forward until I was uh 14 or 15 years old and then um, my old coach Dan Marshall just thought i would be better defenseman wise and I did that and um, I just stayed the d-man and I occasionally people still throw me on forward you know if things are getting out of whack or stuff like that but yeah I I like to be a guy that could play everywhere I think everyone should be able to play everywhere you know and mm-hmm. that's agree. that's a true hockey player you're yeah. able to, to do anything but um, yeah no I just turned. Uh, this might be like my 10th or 11th year playing defense, and the other half of my life I was a forward. So interesting. Nice. Yeah,
3: Joey, Spring. We've been doing a lot of rotating with the goalie, Z and and Subban and Z and Subban. As a defenseman, are you playing the game a little bit different depending on who your netminder is? Do they like you to play pucks a certain way? Are there angles you Am I thinking too much into it, or is that? Is well, that I mean, a even thing. like
0: like Subban's great at handling the puck; like yeah. he loves to handle the puck. I noticed. So, like Matt said, is that something that like changes the way that you do certain things based on who's in goal?
8: No, I don't think so. I think uh, both guys we have back there are really good. Uh, they keep us in games. Just, you know, especially the last couple of nights where, you know, that in Hartford we didn't play our best. You know, we know that and. Uh, Without Z in that first period, it could have been six nothing. Like, they're both stellar goalies. They're they're both good guys off the ice. So I think it doesn't really change much for us. Like we got to stick to our game plan. You know, the D got to stick to you know doing what the D are supposed to do that game. The forwards supposed to do that game. Our game plan as a team. So I don't think it really has much to do with the goalie. Yeah.
0: I I mean, I was in the middle of my class. I teach high school. I was in the middle of my class. Like you kids do something else. I'm going to stream the game. Yeah. And Z Z was. I mean he was was really good are those 10 o'clock games those morning games is that is that really screw up the routine or is it, is it harder to play him on the road than it is at home
8: it definitely is harder to play him at on the road you got to get up earlier you know you're not used to
0: sitting in traffic on 91 yeah <laughs> yeah yeah
8: stuff like that it's it is harder to go away and you know the meetings are all condensed into 15 minutes and and stuff like that when at home you could you could show up that, you know there's you could do a meeting right before, you know, uh, the day before, the night before, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, everything's a bit more rushed. But I do feel that it is harder to play on the road. But there's no excuses. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're old enough, you know. We we should be ready to play every game. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. yeah. I hear you.
3: Three and threes. Again, no excuses. But fan, would you like I to hate, see? I hate less? the three and three. I hate the it's, three
8: and three. Um, yeah. I mean, I the three and three is a bit. You know, there's. It's hard because, you know, that's when most fans can make these American League games, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, obviously, in the NHL, people are coming out on Tuesday and Thursday nights and right. stuff like that. And yeah. I, think, I think the fans in Springfield can and probably would come out Tuesday and Thursday night because we have a great fan base. But other American League teams, obviously, you know, don't draw that type of crowd. But, uh, yeah, I think I, what I would always – last year playing in the KHL – when you play every other night like we did Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, etc. I think that's the best schedule. You're able to play the game, practice, play the game, you know, clear your mind for the next game and and get ready to go. So I think the every other day is is what what should be played. Sure, yeah. And it's a shorter season.
0: That's why I left the NHL because I
8: was doing Bruins games as a
0: teacher and I was doing Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, and my Monday, Wednesday, Fridays at school were ruined. (laughs) You know, it's (laughs) like an hour and a half out to Boston and you get home at 1245 you're up at 530 a.m. It's like and then you deal with freshmen all day. It's like, the worst. yeah, those teenagers. Yeah, oh they're not, yeah.
8: So, well, Joe, we appreciate you taking the time. Thank How you, was the
0: bartending? It. All right? You, yeah, yeah. I
8: thought I did a good job. You know, college South definitely course. helped us out. You know, <laughs> yeah. but... Nobody yeah. challenged you to give a beer pong or anything? <laughs> yeah, no, no. That's, that's, no, not up tonight. Up no, no not, tonight, not tonight. Not oh, okay, oh, tonight. A big game tomorrow, and hopefully, yeah. we'll see everybody there. So. Well, we appreciate you taking awesome. the time thank with us. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks again. Thank you. Take it easy. All right.
0: That was awesome. <laughs> it was uh, uh, Joe Duzak. Oh, that, that was awesome. awesome.
3: Yeah, good, good stuff. That, uh, and that's funny. He kind of you didn't even have to ask him. He was just kind of like, "Yeah, I meant to. I meant to apologize to you about that." that I
0: wonder. That's awesome. I wonder if he got. Uh, I wonder if, if somebody mentioned something to him beforehand. <laughs> but yeah, no. I, like I can't even. The look he gave me, I was like, and I'm going, dude, it's not me. It's that guy. And yeah. He,
2: you know, what the boy? and I'm like.
3: Yeah, hey, I, I mean, we, we, we almost spent the whole episode talking about the Gremlins, and even, I, I could only imagine what the, that emotion, you're in the middle of a power play, you're setting things up, you're moving the puck around. And you're in great shape, and then, and, eh, and then the and, horn goes off, uh, yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Well, that was awesome. That's um, well, that's also the first player we've had on, so uh, tip of the hat to him, and um, as we pass 7 o'clock, now it looks like, uh, James, I think I saw Wyatt Kalanuck walk in, I saw yep. Jamison Reese walk in. Um. So if you are watching this at home, thank
3: you so much. But also, if you're in the greater area, come on down. Come on down. Uh, it, it's you. It, people. It's people coming in pretty steady. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty busy. Yeah. Um. You know, you, the bar's full, which is always a good thing. Awesome. And uh, you know, grab a bite to eat, have some good beer here at White Lion, and uh, enjoy the community.
0: Yeah. And this is a this is a really cool spot as well. I I haven't um. You know, again, we, we don't. I can't do a lot of pre-game stuff, yeah. <laughs> so like I don't come uh, very often. But um, this is a really cool space. Um, I love the wide-open kitchen. Yeah, that's one of those things I kind of always loved. Um, so if you're in the area, and again, try to bring down some canned goods. Um, you know, if the Mayflower Marathon's going on, and and, Bax and Nagel and Rock 102 are trying to do everything they can to help out the community. And uh, here we are, Hugh here Money McGinn. Hugh
3: McGinn,
9: what, here what's he up, is. You? How are yeah, you, pal?
0: Doing all right, how are you guys? I'm fantastic, I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, it's no problem. So, uh, I guess off the top, you know, young guy, couple years here in Springfield, and now I already feel like you are one of the leaders, one of those ones that people kind of lean on. You know, even a guy like Matt Peck, the captain, young guy, but already the captain and, and the one who's sort of leading everybody. It's it, In this league, it's, it's interesting that leadership isn't an age. Mm. It's an experience, and it's a way that you carry yourself. Do you see yourself as sort of a leader on this team?
9: Yeah, I do. I think I'm more so a lead-by-example guy. I'm not really the loudest guy in the room, but I like to think that I go out there and do what I'm supposed to do, and younger guys can see that and look up to that. That's awesome. Yeah.
3: I mean, I can talk about that. I've dubbed you... You, McKenzie, and, and Laffey, you guys are the double McLaffey line. And uh, we've said this on other episodes, yeah. I've, I feel like your play and, and your energy on the ice is contagious, and you see it. And, and early on in the year when the, the top line is scoring the points and you guys are hustling, it kind of it brought that third line out, and it, it keeps the momentum and the flow coming. So, I, I mean, you definitely bring the energy. And as, as a fan, my kids love watching you play and, and watching you dive to hit the puck into the neutral zone and things like that so awesome how is the the the, the leadership, the locker room the, the new season, you know you are here last year how long does it take for things to change over into a new year and, and not so much gel like the end of the year but how long does it take for a locker room to kind of turn over and get accustomed to each other
9: yeah I mean it's a little different when you get a new captain but you know we still have most of the team here so mm-hmm. the culture pretty much stays the same and then it's however long it takes the young guys to get acclimated to that. And, you know, we're not going to change because that's what's worked for us in the past. And, um, yeah, it's it's been a pretty quick process this year. Good. You know,
0: when we look at, at Springfield in general, you know, I, I always think the nice thing about, first of all, this division is hard, man. This division yeah. sucks because it's so hard. But, like, at the same time, you know, you're, you know, Providence, Bridgeport, Hartford, like, you you're not even leaving the region. Everything's an hour and a half away. You're spending so much time in your own bed as opposed to sleeping on, you know, hopping on planes and all that stuff. How important is that as a player to be somewhere where you don't have to do so much?
9: Yeah, I think it's uh, a lot more comfortable for the players as you're not spending, you know, nights in hotel beds. You're able to go home and sleep in your own bed, which is a huge thing for a lot of guys. And it is a tough league, so. Yeah. You know, it's, it's nice. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Hugh, you had a nice call-up, a little stint up in St. Louis at the end of last year. you want to talk a little bit about that experience, um, you know, how that was up in St. Louis? Yeah, I mean, it was great. Got up. Um, St. Louis got to play a home game in yep. front of, you know, 30, 40 friends and family that made the awesome. drive from yeah. Chicago. So that was amazing. It was, you know, obviously something you always look forward to in your life when you are a little kid. Sure finally got it and it was better than i was expecting awesome well congratulations on
3: that and you know we talk about it all the time as thunderbirds fans we want our team to be successful but i think both steve and i feel like we want you guys to be successful we want you guys to get up and and reach your dreams and and so we hope for the best of you there i got
0: i got a, a question does anybody actually care about the pa announcer because <laughs> i am the pa announcer, yes. and i just assume that nobody's ever listening to me <laughs> yes they do they do they like oh,
3: the yeah. tea birds
0: go money McGang in there next time
9: <laughs>
3: yes
0: oh, wait, where's this yes. money McGang come from where
9: uh, i don't know this... you have to you'll have to ask shay shay was it shay yeah shay created it all the boys on the team thought it was great so she kept running with it i mean it works yeah i love it i love it i want to hear it tomorrow night i i'll we can't make the game, so we'll be watching. I want, to, I want to hear it. Hey, we got we got some of those glasses. <laughs> we can get you a pair. Oh yeah, oh yeah. All right. Well, uh, I know you, uh, you've been here for a
0: while. We don't want to take up too much time, and you got a game tomorrow. But we appreciate you sitting down and having a chat with us.
6: Yeah,
10: appreciate it. Thank I'll be
6: you there very between much. Between the penalty boxes tomorrow, my man. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Guys. Yeah, no, our pleasure.
0: Thank you. All right. There goes Huma Gang. Uh, Absolute pleasure. The um, money, McGing.
3: So Shea, Shea makes up some of the the.
0: I mean, it's it's all the marketing. And by the way, does 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 Jake Jake want to go meet uh,
3: Hugh McGing? Say hi to Hugh. Want to say hi to Hugh? Say hi to Hugh McGing.
0: Hugh, this is uh, this is Matt's son. He, this he is was... my this is my younger son. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't take you know, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I by the way, how awesome is this, man? We haven't had a player on the show and we this got two of them here and, already.
3: And we I mean, this has been an awesome podcast. We haven't even pr- talked about hockey. Really. No. You know, this is but no. this is great. This is what it's all about and 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 again, I like let's not even forget kind of the reason we're here, Rock 102, the Mayflower Marathon and and canned goods and foods and donating to the people here in in the greater Springfield area in need in in the holiday season so and it works out so well that that we're at White Lion which is
0: so cool too and we're so thankful of them for for sponsoring what we're doing here and again we've talked about it with so many guys the importance of community out here and and how you know we're kind of on our own and and by the way Thanks to Ryan Smith, who I know people can't see, but yeah. the reason why these players are coming up is because Ryan is grabbing them and saying, hey, <laughs> come here. So thank you to Ryan Smith thank for you, grabbing Ryan. all these players and
6: bringing <laughs> them over here. Yeah, talk? come on over.
7: Yeah, you want to talk?
0: I, I, know you, I know you're good at it, so you might as well uh, come not over and grab the microphone. I don't know. I
6: don't know if it's – No, no, no. It's <laughs> not to you. invite, it's not invite not myself, not myself or anything. <laughs> yeah, no, we're happy to have you. <laughs> when I learn yeah. how to turn a microphone on. Well,
1: you know, we <laughs>
0: – we try to no throw a thing the thing off that. a little bit. So Ryan Smith, the um, the the uh, uh, play-by-play voice of your Springfield Thunderbirds. Um, well, let me ask you because we were talking to, to Nate about this. I, I feel like I feel like the AHL and even Springfield the Springfield market is a stepping stone. It is nothing more than that. And yet, so much of the staff and so many of the people and people like yourself have been here for so long. They don't yeah. leave. Yeah. Are you just gonna stay here until you get an NHL gig, or because because that's coming because you're fantastic I mean, at what you do? What
1: I've what I've told people is I can't foresee myself moving laterally at this point. Yep. I think yeah. Nate and our staff and our ownership have shown such a great commitment to us, and I I have a hard time believing that any move in this league laterally uh, would be to my benefit. I think I'm treated too well here. I've got such a great staff and support system around me. Uh, we've got such a great partnership with St. Louis um, that I just can't – I can't foresee an area that would be better for me in any other a- AHL place. Obviously, the endgame goal for me, just like the players, is the NHL. Um, so I'd be lying if I said I wanted to be here, quote-unquote, forever. But mm-hmm. I, I certainly can't foresee a situation in my American League days that I'd be anywhere but here as long as Nate and Paul and our ownership group are running the show the way they are.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's funny, I always wanted to ask this question to, to musicians. How often do you kind of listen to yourself back, like old broadcasts? You want the truth or the lie? I want the truth.
1: <laughs> a lot. Do you really? <laughs> a lot. Uh, there's a lot of self-evaluation. Um, I can't tell you how many times in my life. You're not well, too hard on yourself,
3: though, I hope. Eh,
1: I can be. You're great uh, I- you're great, sorry, didn't, you're great to listen to. You do a great job. <laughs> I appreciate my, my, that. I, can, I, mean, I I
3: have AHL TV, but I listen to the radio. I something else. Just.
1: My thing is, I'll have, going back to college, I've done this, and I'll listen back to something. I can't tell you how many times I had a broadcast that live in the moment, I thought, hey, that one went really well, or, oh, that was not my best work, and that wasn't great, and then I listen back, and I think just the opposite of hmm. just what happened. Uh, it's a weird, weird phenomenon how it works that way, but... For me, if you're not listening back to yourself and you're not evaluating your own work, uh, you're doing yourself a disservice. I totally agree. And I think think anybody in a spoken or a musical field would say the same thing, that Mm -hmm. if you're not listening back and saying, hey, I might need new verbiage for those terms, or I might need new vocabulary here, or maybe there was an easier way for me to set that up, or maybe I should have toned it down a little bit. It's a game in November. It's not the Calder Cup Finals. It's something like that. Uh, So it's little things like that that I take a look at. Now, I'm not going to nitpick every goal call and say, okay, I need to never do that again. But, yeah, there's a lot of self-evaluation that goes into it. And you guys would know in a field where you're constantly updating your demos and your reels of things that you've done, you're constantly listening to things you've done more recently and saying, how does this show an improvement from where I was two years ago, three years ago, four years ago? So. Um,
0: my wife used to make fun of me because I had that, that <laughs> show on, on WHYN on the weekends, my sports show. Oh, yeah. And I would record it at 10 a.m. and then at 1 o'clock when it aired, I would listen to it. And she's like, Are you listening to yourself? And I'm like, Yeah. Well, then she's like, Are you laughing at yourself? Did she I'm criticize it? Like, well, pretty funny. Did she <laughs> say you were vain at all? <laughs> no, I mean, she, well, she wouldn't listen. She'd leave. Um, but I mean, I, I felt that it was important to listen back to it at, at, almost as quick as I possibly could so that I, I, I remembered what was coming next. And if that delivery sounded as good or as bad as mm-hmm. I thought it did when I was saying it in real time,
1: yeah,
3: yeah, Ryan, I, this is like a two-parter because oh, again, yeah. we, might we watch on AHL TV the games we can't get to, and, and my kids are always like, "How does he know all the away teams? and How can he <laughs> say it as it happens?" And so, is it helpful that we play the same dozen teams? Yeah.
1: Well, without question, it does, and. I'd be lying if I said it wasn't. Um, when you see the same guys, for me, normally after about a period and a half, mm-hmm. I have a good sense of who's who without having to look down at my cheat sheet. So, wow. um, Do I do a lot of memorizing going into it? Honestly, no. Okay. Um, I try to focus more so on the, uh, the guys who are the big impact players, the guys who are going to be eating up a lot of minutes. And I like to highlight the line combination so that if I see a line on the ice, I see the centerman and then I can immediately look and see. And I, I've i had the same system for years where pink highlighter is the top line, orange highlighter is the second line, yellow highlighter is the third line, green highlighter is the fourth line. And yep. for some reason that's just been the way I've done it. That's uh, the way I remember things. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what I go off of. But I'd say after about a period, a period and a half, I don't have to look down for identification purposes at all. Wow. And I think it's I think anybody who has ever watched a sporting event and has been really in tune with it you get a pretty good idea of who's who after a period a quarter a it's half weird. or whatever the case mm-hmm. yeah. is and then it just becomes kind of it second flows, nature at that right. point wow. yeah
0: awesome mm-hmm. yeah it's weird I, I felt that in play-by-play but even like you know pa announcing basketball to where you're calling every bucket every out of bounds every oh, yeah. everything and and it's it's like, especially in the WNBA, it's like the players who have the long ponytails where I can't see the numbers. Oh no, I, didn't even, ones, I didn't even think of they're that. They're the ones I remember first, because huh? I'm like, those are the hardest ones. Let me, but I write everything out, and then by, yeah, by the second quarter, I never even check my sheet because I know, you know, again, it's different. There's only 12 players and five on a quarter at a time, but like,
1: I'll be honest, I'm not sure. I'm not sure PA announcing isn't the harder gig of between you and me, PA versus play by play, because there's so many little things you have to be attentive to in that role that I think I'd be so caught up in viewing the action myself in my shoes and in my role that I'm so used to that I would like totally, it would totally slip my mind to say, oh yeah, foul on number 25 or timeout. Well, Connecticut. Yeah,
0: yeah, basketball. Basketball's the yeah. hardest. There are times where I don't even know what the score is. And I look up and I'm like, oh, we're up eight. We're down five. Like, I don't even know what the score is because I'm and there are times when I get it wrong. And I've had... And you if know, you think about
1: it in basketball, there's so many more stoppages. So there's so many ahead, more man. things so for more you to... Every you
0: stoppage share. I have to say something. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Hockey's funny because um, I like, I never catch a replay. Like, there are times where there's action going on. The goal horn, going, goal horn goes off. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, what's the time? Ref's coming over. You know, this player, let me get the off-ice officials who got the assist, and I have no idea yeah. what happened. It's yeah. <laughs> like... Yep. And sometimes he'll say, like, we're, you know, we prep for the show by doing the game, and he's like, well, what happened Friday night? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
3: like, I don't know. I, was,
0: I, read, I mean, there's, I there's, ga- there's games where that happens, yeah, no doubt.
3: Ryan, do you... I kind of... Have my last question. Calling play-by-play, would you find it helpful to have someone in there doing color with you, or... Do you like just flying solo and doing your thing?
1: I always tell people there's kind of a, there's kind of a give and take with either scenario. Um, so for when you're solo, the great thing about being solo is the fact that if you're in the middle of talking about something not related to the live play that's happening, you can quickly interrupt yourself and get back into it when there's a 2-on-1 developing out of nowhere or sure. a random chance happens seemingly out of nowhere. Whereas if you are throwing it to a color guy, it's a little more awkward to jump in and interrupt them. Yeah. But by the same token, are there times in a game where I wish I had a color guy that yeah, I could right. throw to at a stoppage so I could, you know, breathe and take a sip of water? Absolutely. Yeah. But when I was in college and I did stuff as a student and I would have, we would do a play-by-play and a color guy and we would swap halfway through a game uh, just to give both guys a chance to have a turn to each thing. It was helpful and there were a couple of, good friends of mine that i worked with in college who i had an instant rapport with and i i have no way of describing what it's like to have perfect chemistry with your color commentator Mm -hmm. then then to just say you know when you've got that perfect uh when you've got that perfect synergy with them sure and it's hard to it's hard to teach it's hard to emulate but when you have that it is such a wonderful wonderful thing um i mean i I mean, Steve knows this. I don't know if you know this. I grew up in Philadelphia, so I've grew up listening to Merrill Reese and Mike Quick, who have been the Eagles tandem forever mm-hmm. with NFL games. And their chemistry is just so down to a science. Meryl knows exactly when Mike's gonna chime in. Mike knows exactly when to let Merrill have the show. And it's to a point where they don't even have to think about it. They don't have to tap each other, they don't have to give signals. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just it's uh, second, it's second nature yeah. at that point. So when you have someone like that in that capacity, it's just it's unbeatable, And Chris Kerber and Joey Vitale in St. Louis are the exact same way. Mm-hmm. And the biggest compliment I can give Joey is when I stepped in to do a couple of NHL games with him, I felt like i have been doing games with him for years and years and years. And yeah. that is the mark of what makes someone in that role so great is the fact that they can just chat the game and feel like they've known you for five, six, seven years, even if they don't know you from Adam.
0: Yeah. yeah. Awesome. 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 Well, thanks for coming on, Ryan. We appreciate it. I know you're uh, doing a lot of facilitating. And not as much as you think.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, we appreciate you taking the yeah, time, for, yeah, yeah, with Always a, a pleasure. Bit. Thanks love for flagging on the. Love what you guys
1: do, taking a little bit more work off my plate. So. <laughs> oh, nice. No. A great. no. But, um, uh, always a blast. It, you sound great, man. So yeah. we appreciate it. Thanks again, Thanks, guys. Ryan.
6: Appreciate it. All
0: right, there goes Ryan Smith, the uh, voice of your Springfield Thunderbirds. I feel like I haven't said that since the WHYN days. There goes Ryan Smith, the voice of your Springfield <laughs> the voice Thunderbirds. Of the Springfield Thunderbirds. But, um, a great guy, and, and again, to everybody that's uh, that's viewing and watching on YouTube, thank you so much uh, for tuning in. Uh, I got to tell you, Matt, I'm having a great time. I mean, my I'm glass having is fun. empty, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe,
3: I know my kids wanted to come on and say hi and talk a little bit, yeah, yeah, a little yeah, Thunderbird, sure, so let me uh, go grab them and see if yeah, we can get absolutely. you another
0: one. Yeah, let's get the Let's get the kids involved. Let's hear from the kids. And uh, while, while you're doing that, I'm going to just mention one more time, uh, the Mayflower Marathon, uh, that's sort of why we're all here. If you have the chance to either come down here to White Lion and uh, make a donation, get some drinks served from Steve Nagel and some of the players, now's the time to do that. Also, on Wednesday, uh, next week, any donations. In in fact, I say Wednesday. I believe it. the next game Friday, uh, tomorrow. I'm pretty sure that they're going to be taking donations as well. But either way, anything that you guys can do to come help out, um, non-perishable food items, uh, that's sort of the goal. The goal here is to help um, those who need it, especially this time of the season, especially Thanksgiving, especially the holidays. Uh, now is the time to do it. And uh, uh, while well, we got some special guests, why don't I share my mic and I'll take a quick, a quick breather. Sure. Yeah, I'll
3: talk to them. That's fine. Yeah. Here. Chloe and Jake, you, uh, you guys sit here. You got to turn your mic on. You guys can hold it. Chloe, can you squeeze in a little bit? Here, I'll get you a chair. You want to stay there? I'll
11: just stand
10: on this edge with one foot. I'll scoot you over,
11: Jake, Scoot you over. So we're joined now
3: by uh, my two favorite Thunderbirds fans. I got uh, my kids, Tyler and Jake and Chloe. You guys want to take some turns? Well, you're you're a friend. What are your favorite things about the Thunderbirds? What do you like most about going to Thunderbirds games? Go. Just go ahead, tell us. You go first.
11: Um, I like um, just watching the games, usually sitting in the defensive zone, so.
3: You gotta hold the mic up. There you go.
11: Usually sitting in the defensive zone, so seeing their, them playing defense whenever they score the goals. Big hits. Yeah, big hits, checks.
3: How about you, Jake? (laughs) Going
10: with my.
3: Going
11: with my family.
3: Spending time with your family. How about you? Give the mic to Chloe. Chloe, what's your favorite thing about going to Thunderbirds games?
11: Um, they're a really good team, and they're close. So it's not like other teams where you have to travel to like Boston or Italy.
3: Sure, sure. Tyler, do you have a favorite player this year?
11: Um probably Kenneth Walker. Nathan Walker. Nathan Sorry. Walker. Sorry. Um Nathan Walker.
3: Yep. Yeah. How come?
11: Um, he's he scores a lot of goals. <laughs> and he's
3: um It's a fun player to watch.
11: Yeah, he's just fun.
3: Jake, who's your favorite player this year? Got it. How come? Best player. One of the best players? Awesome. You like them all, Chloe? I Now, here's a question for you, and I, you all can answer this. I know you all go to the same school, and a lot of times at some of your school functions, Boomer shows up. Yeah. How's that kind of feel like when Boomer comes up and hangs out at your school for a little bit?
11: Um, it's kind of like really fun, and he sometimes sits in a chair uh-huh. and just... Firework.
3: Hold the mic still. Yep. And does he do a good job, Jake, getting the crowd riled up? Yes. How, what does he do? Well,
11: every drums. game comes out of the locker
3: room. Yep. Drums, yeah.
11: Motorbike, whatever. I don't know what it is. got to hold the mic up. Motorbike and whatever. It's uh-huh. like, just like a four-wheeler.
3: And he He's rides it out quad. and
11: spins in round circles.
3: Yeah. Chloe, this is your first year on the Springfield Thunderbirds Kids Clubs. Tyler and Jake, this is your second year. What's been the coolest thing about the Springfield Thunderbirds Kids Club that you guys are a part of?
11: There's Uh, things that you can go to and, like, fun activities and events.
3: Did you do a tour of the locker room? Did they take you through the locker room and things like that? Yeah, I think so. Awesome. What about you, Tyler? Tyler?
11: Um, probably last year, probably um, Kids Take Over
3: Day. Kids Take Over Day was fun. Mm -hmm. Jake, what's been your favorite thing about Kids Club? And then we're going to go, because it looks like we got a player hopping on. Breakfast for champs. Breakfast for champs. Do you like watching the practice? Yeah. All right, so we've got Chloe, Jake, and Tyler, members of the Springfield Kids Club. Thank you for joining us, and I hope you're having a good time here at White Lion. Yep, yep. All right. Bye. Good, job, kiddos. Good, good work, job, kids. Guys. Good work.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. Now, now, we're ready. We had the kids. We had the kids warm up, but uh, now it's time to bring on uh, a, another. We're happy to have another Thunderbirds player, and this is awesome. We we uh, we a, a gluttony of players. This is Wyatt Kalanuck joining us. Thank you. How's it going? Um, How are you?
3: Good man. Uh, yeah. good. Baker, nice to meet you.
0: Wyatt. Uh, first question. You last year, you're in Hartford. What made you come to Springfield?
3: <laughs>
6: um, <laughs>
3: or was uh, it or was it
0: not your choice? Uh, well, <laughs> it, uh, it was my
6: choice. It's just uh, uh, NHL free agency, and this was the best uh, spot for me to come, and I thought the most opportunity. It's there's something about this division. I mean, granted, it's hard as
0: hell, but like, is it, it, having the luxury of not having to leave, like. New England mm. to get to like four or five of the other teams. I mean, sleeping in your own bed and everything's a, like an, within an hour and a half away. I mean, that's that's got to feel good when you go on a road trip and you're only going to Hartford and Bridgeport.
6: Yeah, it's it's certainly nice. I think last year I started off in the Western Conference and um, in Abbotsford, and our we didn't bust to a single game. It was all flights. So as as nice as that sounds, it's, it it sucks because it's every day is an eight to ten hour travel day. Um, We're here. It's it's nice. Only driving thirty minutes to a game or, or <laughs> a couple hours. It's so uh, it's 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 really nice in, in that sense.
0: Well, we talk about like getting NHL ready, and that's you know really the main goal. of The AHL is getting NHL ready. Is that more realistic though? Like like the a- the NHL guys aren't on buses, right? So like, did you feel more? I don't know. Prepared for the next level as a when you're f- hopping on planes all the time as opposed uh, to buses.
6: Not really because we're flying commercial. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah, no. It was uh, when you're up in the NHL, it's nice flying private and charters and, and showing up to the airport and getting right on the plane. But um, no, driving to the airport, going through security and all that. It's it's uh, it's a lot of work. Yeah, I be bet. Honest, yeah.
3: That this might be a silly question, but are you? driving up by yourself or a few other players or are you at least taking a bus to the airport uh, and you're all no. going through security together or are you yeah. guys just doing that by yourself No
6: we'd get on a bus at the rink uh in Abbotsford Vancouver we'd fly out of Vancouver which is an hour and a half drive
9: so yep. Oh man international
6: oh, man. Wow. flight so you get there a couple hours early so that's flights get lot. delayed yep. stuff like that so yeah it's the travel out west is it's yep. uh it's certainly a lot different than here
3: Sure staying in the Atlantic Division from Hartford up here in Springfield is there a little bit of you know in the AHL rosters are changing over often every year is do you feel a little bit more playing Hartford than you do playing Bridgeport or you know are there guys that you were on you were friends with last year how's that like competing against former teammates uh, on a regular basis
6: yeah i think I don't think it changed I think once, uh, once once, the game starts and the puck drops... You, you're out to win. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I mean, it, everyone's, you know, fighting for jobs and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to battle just as hard against those guys, if not harder than other guys. But, um, yeah, it's not just there. I think uh, everyone has a lot of buddies around the league. Um, players move a lot, so... Um, Pretty much every game, I'm, I'm playing against someone that I know, so uh, it's nothing different. Cool.
0: You know, we asked we asked Joe this, and and um, and I'm just curious. You know, I think that you you the defensive unit has been getting better and better every game. I don't know. I, I love this Leo Louf. I never heard of the guy. I think he plays a, a really nice brand of hockey. Um, but the goaltending and you know and Z you know yesterday or wednesday wasn't obviously the best but i felt that Z was was actually really good Malcolm seems to really like to handle a puck a lot and i'm wondering if does that change your approach whether it's breakouts or getting back to retrieve pucks when you have a goalie that likes to handle a puck as opposed to a guy who maybe doesn't as much
6: um, yeah i don't think it should change the way you prepare and think about going back for pucks but when you have a goaltender that can play the puck it, it makes life a lot easier for sure um, takes a little bit of pressure off you and um, you know they're, they're forechecking you hard so yeah it's it's a nice luxury I think Z plays the puck well as well I think yeah. um, both of our goalies have been really good for us this year and um, it's certainly a, a nice luxury to have in the American League when you have two two good goalies like
8: yeah. we do
3: a lot of talk there's always a lot of talk about the you know chemistry on a line and, and forwards how much, how important is the chemistry with, in defensive pairings I think you've played with Coughlin a lot you know it's interesting you have Kessel and, and Rosen, Rosen's the, the vet up in the NHL and then you've got Luff who's rookie you know break, trying to break into his, his game, how important is that chemistry on the back line I don't think it gets talked enough as much as it should compared to the chemistry needed on the forward.
6: Yeah, I think, the like anything, the, the more you, you play with someone, the more you know, you can just read off each other a little more, you're a little more predictable. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think being able to stick with the same partner, um, you know, just gaining that trust with the coaching staff and, and uh, you know, honestly, just making making mistakes together and sure. and uh, moving forward and getting better. I think if the longer that a pair can stay together, it'll be obviously a lot better.
3: Is it yeah. is it weird
0: for a guy like you, or for even for for Dylan, who like like he's from a whole different organization? And I know there's this whole weird thing between Carolina and Chicago, and they can't figure it out. But it's like like he's he's it's almost like he's a hired gun. Like he doesn't even. He's not even part of the organization. Like, is that hard for him, or hard for you, or does he have a system or a style that he's supposed to play because that's what Carolina plays?
6: Or um, no, I think um, Dylan's here. He's, he's a part of our team, and he doesn't. It doesn't feel like he's, you know, not a character car- Yeah, he yeah. feels he's a part of our team, and he feels just as as normal as any other player would. That's you know a part of the St. Louis organization, so. Uh, yeah, it was a little different at the start of the year getting players from other organizations, but he's uh, him, Reese and, and Suzuki now. They're part of our team, and they feel just as much uh, as a teammate as anyone else. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah,
0: and, and Suzuki's coming. Uh, I don't know if he'll be in the lineup tomorrow, but how? I don't know if you've ever been in that position. How long does that take to get like up to speed with again brand spanking new faces? No training camp, no nothing. I mean, that's got to be a bit tricky.
6: Yeah I think obviously this is my fourth team in four years so I think really um, yeah it, it takes a minute to adjust the systems but for the most part at the end of the day every team is still just playing hockey I mean it, it's still systems aside it's everything's the same so
3: get puck score goals win game yeah, yeah. yeah, at the end yeah of exactly. turn the red lights on you're doing good Interesting. Yeah. how are awesome. your bartending skills
6: um good, I think I, I poured a couple and I didn't spill anything and it wasn't too foamy, so There Whoa. you go. Should be good, yeah. No uh no no
0: big foam heads on those things oh. at all? That's awesome. <laughs> good <laughs> That's pour, awesome. good pour. Well done, go. thank you. Yeah. Well as a as a avid EA sports player, Wyatt Kalanuck's always a staple on my AHL back end. Yeah. <laughs> so Thank you for holding it down in the appreciate video game. I appreciate that. Appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> and uh, thanks for taking the time. I don't know. You left Jameson over there all by himself. I hope he's not too busy, but um, <laughs> I we appreciate you now. taking the time. I'll I'll see you tomorrow in between the penalty boxes. Hopefully you're not sitting next to yeah, me too hopefully much. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. But uh, we appreciate you taking the time. No problem. Thanks, pal. Thanks, Wyatt. We
3: appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you.
0: All right. There's uh, there's Wyatt Kalinuk. Um and uh, I, I, I'm just glad that we're we're kind of here doing this for Springfield and yeah. I'm sure Wyatt doesn't realize that we're at the end of the state that Boston doesn't care about we are all <laughs> by ourselves out here they don't even know we exist and so we are sort of self-sustaining as a community and whether it's the Thunderbirds, it's Rock 102, it's White Lion, it's whatever the hell we're doing here with this silly podcast you know we gotta kind of depend on ourselves and, and you know it's so nice to see all the community all get together and, and, and get involved
3: Actually, if if you white, if you don't mind, can I ask you a question about that? Being four teams in four years, and again, you don't have to name any other organizations, but how does Springfield and the community rally around? Like, can you feel that as a player here in Springfield? I mean, I think the community buys in a hundred percent here. This is yeah. this is you guys are what we have. Can you feel that as a player?
6: Yeah, I think this this place of all places i think um you can feel that the most i think showing up to the rink and, and people are here early and and, and doing stuff like this and, and seeing the turnout it's it's uh it's certainly different than any other american league team i've been on so uh, yeah it's it's awesome i think it's nice that the organization's been here for a little while and yeah. they've been able to kind of establish that fan base but yeah, it's, it's certainly uh, it's great here. Awesome. It's awesome. funny,
0: Tommy Cross mentioned that, too, about when you go out there for warm-ups and there's fans and they got signs and they got, you know, trade a stick for a Kit Kat and all that goofy stuff <laughs> compared to when you are a home team and you walk, and you go out for warm-ups and there's nobody. You know, and do you, you kind of feel
6: that? Yeah, it's it's uh, there's certainly some rinks around the league where you, uh, granted, there's some weekday games when it's tough for fans to get to, but... Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's nice to have more people in the building here. No matter if, you know Wednesday morning or, or Saturday night, it's oh those it's Wednesday uh, morning games. It's How nice. do you feel about those <laughs> things? Um, they're good for once a year. I I, I think <laughs> you got two of them. We yeah. have already had two. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's yeah. that's a lot to handle. Two years,
0: it's good enough for me. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about the three and three? Because I got to be honest, I, I I know it's for the fans and that's the days they can make it, but I just. I feel like it's not really prep for the NHL because they don't do that. But I just feel like by by
6: Sunday your legs are heavy and Um, yeah. I mean, for me myself, I've never really minded three and threes. I think it's easier to kind of stay in a bit of a rhythm when you're playing back to back to back. But interesting. um, Yeah, yeah, it it can get hard on the body if if you get a little banged up. Friday, Saturday, getting through Sunday can be a little tougher. But um, yeah, it's just it's a tough league. It's it's um, it's a grind, and that's just part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Interesting. Well, all right.
0: Well, again, yeah, we, we appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thanks no for worries. coming on, and, uh, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Good luck. <laughs> Utica, go get them. Thank you. I don't know anything about them. It's nice not playing Bridgeport, Hartford, Providence again. <laughs> yes, yeah. Lehigh Valley again. Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to see some fresh faces and some new blood there on the ice. So thanks, pal. Awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Wyatt awesome, excellent. All the people making noise are the Thunderbirds employees. Don't they know we're trying to do a show here? Like, what's up with that? Uh, I think you got to go care, see Wyatt. Ryan. Thank you. Oh no, no, I guess not quite yet. Um, Chris oh, Marion's in the house. Chris Marion came over to take our picture, uh, which we appreciate. I got to tell you, uh, I've been worried about this uh, broadcast because of all the moving parts and the cameras and the mics and all this stuff. This is going great going this great better I mean, than i ever could have imagined knock
3: on wood we still have about 20 more minutes but uh yeah it's been it's been wonderful and we got
0: one more number 39 jameson reese what nobody's ordering beers jameson what, what's going on <laughs> over <laughs> how are your uh how are your bartending skills out there i mean uh
10: tough to start for sure but <laughs> i'm figuring it out a bit
0: yeah. I, I don't think i've ever poured beer from a tap i feel like i would struggle
10: it's weird like i don't know you tilt the keep, glass. A couple of them, like, you can shut it, but it doesn't, like, fully shut off, and then it overflows, and then and I'm like, people are watching me,
3: you know <laughs> <what> I mean? <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think the only time I've, I mean, we've been at keg parties. We pour our own beer out of a keg, you yeah. know? Yeah. Keg uh, kegs are different, though. You can, like, hold but, the thing. Yeah, and, like, yeah.
10: But you're also, when you're doing that, you're not worried about the phone. Like, right now, I'm worried about the
6: phone. Like,
0: yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I, Usually I when I'm it. drinking out of a keg, it's upside down. Yeah. I, I'm upside down. I did
3: have, I, I had a little stint. In college, when I was in college, bar backing, and if it was a really dead night, the bartender would let me pour a beer or two. But it's not as easy. You're right. I mean, there is. It's there's some pressure to it. Yeah, you're not pouring your own. Where if you're unhappy <laughs> well, with it, you just you think just about,
10: just think about like like a McDonald's kind of thing where like there's too much ice. You know what I mean? If there's <laughs> yeah, they too send much, it back. And there's too much foam. Then it's like the same kind of thing. Absolutely. Plus, absolutely.
0: I mean, just a regular bar. If I order a beer, I'm watching that guy pour that exactly, thing, exactly, and I'm making sure exactly. that they do it. Right. Yeah. No. For sure. Well, Jamison Reese, I have a, um, I don't know, just, just a question for you, like, because obviously you're with Carolina. Everybody else, you got St. Louis on your shoulder, but you're with Carolina. Um, is there an adjustment period, either when you start or when you get called up, in terms of, you know, you're playing one style and now you're asked to play something different, or you have a different group of players, or like, what's that? What's this whole process been like? I for mean, you?
10: it definitely seems like a lot more weird than you think. I mean. Like, the over with the guys and everything has been great. I mean, obviously the systems are a little bit different. That's probably the hardest part I've, I've had, but I think I'm starting to figure it out now, and Yeah, it's been good.
0: I mean, the way that you play, it's almost like you you know, you know just go out there and play your game and yeah. smash guys and skate fast and pass the puck and move the puck, and it's like whatever system I could just play hockey. Yeah, no,
10: I feel like I, I definitely have a lot of tools, and I can kind of use them in a lot of different situations, so... I feel like I can almost play in any kind of role they want to put me in.
0: Now, did awesome. you and, and Dylan and you know and, and Suzuki's going to be down? And he just got sent down too. Did you guys do training camp together? Yeah, we were all in training camp
10: together.
3: Okay, okay.
0: So that's got to help out at least a little bit.
10: I mean, yeah, for sure. And I, I played with played with and against Washi um, and a couple other guys. So I mean, some like some new faces, but some guys I knew before too. I played with Mekker last year. So,
3: mm-hmm. Interesting. How is it? playing here in the, in the northeast here in Springfield your road trips are 45 minutes to an hour and a half is that advantageous for you are you enjoying being able to play an away game Friday night and then come back up here to Springfield and, and I mean, yeah, sleep I, in your bed
10: I definitely I definitely like that I, I, I'm driving to some to Hartford at least for away yep. games which I've kind of never done before which is kind of nice but they charge I you mean, for parking Yeah, like 10 (laughs) bucks. But, uh. Hey, I'll pour you a beer. Give me a free parking spot. (laughs) But, uh, no, other than that, it's fun. I mean, I wouldn't mind a road trip here and there just with the boys. It's always nice, you know what I mean? Sure. I mean, no, I definitely enjoy the short trips. Less hours on the bus to me is
0: way better. Sure, sure. It's, It's just, you know, we, you know, in Springfield, they don't really, we don't get a lot of love from Boston. You know, we're sort of the, red-headed stepchild. And so I think we're sort of forced to be like a community. And I feel like, you know, we talked to Tommy Cross about this, about the importance of the fans being out there for warm-ups and staying after the late. And I just assume that it's so annoying when you guys play a game and you shower and you get dressed, you do all the stuff, and you walk out and there's a bunch of fans that want autographs and selfies. But is that a... I, you out under the bus. But is that annoying or is that something where you're like, man, this place is passionate and they care? And
10: I mean, I, I'm never going to complain about something like that. I mean, the yeah. more fans in the building, the better in my eyes. I mean, there's nights when the boys definitely don't have it. You know what I mean? So to kind of have that behind us, I, we need that some nights. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. So it's, it's good. I mean, yeah. Especially
0: those three and threes.
10: 100% three and threes. Three and threes are as tough as it gets. You know what yeah. I mean? So I,
0: I really don't like them.
10: I hate them. <laughs> by Sunday, I'm like, let's just relax here. Like, I, you know, know what I mean? Football's on. Yeah, you exactly. Know. <laughs> exactly.
3: Well, not just that, but, I mean, in Springfield, you've played the most games in the league, I think. I think, right? Yeah, were 15, 15, I think, yeah. And I don't think, I think a few teams are at 14. you got a few at 13. You got a few even at 10. I, I know at the end of the year it evens out, but, you know, is it, would you rather, I guess, front load the schedule or kind of ease into it or are you just like let's drop the puck let's play you know it is what it is
10: i mean i think in most situations the end of the season is going to be pretty jam-packed anyways mm-hmm. but my last couple of years in chicago like the end of the season is a lot of
3: hockey yeah like, it yeah. gets
10: a little out of hand to be honest i mean even now like we play 72 games how many are we going to have done by christmas like yeah yeah Twenty-five, yeah, thirty gets busy. You know what I mean? Like, there's still a lot of hockey left in here. Yeah, it's gonna get packed either way. So I'd, I'd rather be ahead of the schedule. You know,
3: you complete the fifth on this one. What's your take on Chicago going independent? Is that again? You don't have to answer that if, if it's not in your wheelhouse. That's fine. But like, is that a good thing? Is that? I mean, we're happy to have you. I mean, it, it kind of goes both ways.
10: It's in a lot of places in the American League, like it's, it's there's weird relationships between AHL teams and NHL teams. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. AHL teams want to win. Some NHL teams don't want their AHL team to win. So sure. I mean, I mean, I really don't have a comment because I can see what both sides want. You know what I mean? It's like, fair. It's I can see why there was a disagreement. So like, sure. Both sides want different things at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. What's weird is that the Charlotte Checkers still wear the Carolina Hurricanes colors. And they're affiliated with Florida. That's weird. Like, get your own (laughs) own color scheme at this point. Like, I find that very strange. Well, then they probably need a full new branding. I I I think they do. Well, they're still... And then Carolina's still wearing... I don't mean to... They're still wearing Hartford colors like they own those. And being from Connecticut and I'm being from 25 Connecticut. minutes I on the road. Up, the Hartford uh, Whalers uh, are not your team, Caroline. Hartford Whalers. Really, I really apologize for that. It still stings a little bit. Uh, where are you from? Where are you? <laughs>
10: I'm uh, just outside Toronto. i in Hamilton. Okay.
0: Okay. So um, I always wonder about these holiday games. You got like a couple games wrapped around Thanksgiving. You got a couple games wrapped around Christmas. Is that just understanding part of the job and that, you know, you might not get home for certain things? Or? I mean,
10: I'll, I'll, I'll get home. <laughs> for, two, for two days. Yeah, right, right. Which is kind of tough, but I mean, yeah, I mean it's part of it. So. Yeah. I part mean, we we'll get a couple more days in February for a little break there, so mm-hmm. I mean, it's fine. I mean, I'm, I've played, I played junior for since I was 16. You yeah. Know, you, I'm used to this family now, knows what like, knows the deal. Yeah. Like, Six-hour drive, so they come down whenever they can. And I'm used to it.
0: Interesting, cool. I'm wondering too, being from I mean, Toronto. You played in Chicago. I, I'm an AHL team in the major league market. You know, I don't know where Chicago ranks, but you know the Bulls and the Bears and Blackhawks and stuff. Is it? Do you get the same kind of vibe and love that you do from the smaller cities like to Springfield? I
2: mean, no.
10: Like when you're in public, kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah. But like yeah. we still had great fans in Chicago. Really, like mm-hmm. lots of like we had. Good show-outs every night. We actually probably had better show-outs last year than the year we won. Wow. And I don't know if that just made well, impact I th- because I think, we won. Yeah, I think it's like a but, ripple effect. like, even like, in playoffs okay. that year, like, we didn't we didn't get a lot of fans. And obviously, it's summertime in Chicago. There's a million things to do. You know what I right. mean? But, like, the, the difference was kind of crazy, to be honest, from year one to year two. <laughs> year one and a half to year two, yeah. whatever yeah. you want to call it.
0: Yeah. Well, I will say, damn it – for beating us. The Nerf. How dare
3: you?
10: We were good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were yeah good. you were. We were really good. good. You were. We had a, good a really good squad that year. Yeah, you
3: did. Actually, I mean, yeah. That a lot, like a lot really of good really good. I mean, days and, after that year, you know I yeah. mean?
10: Last guy, like, there's probably four or five of them that almost played a full year last year. Yeah. In NHL, so, yeah. Uh, that's a pretty good number, if you ask me.
3: Yeah. No, that was very a very good of team. Of that me, was a fun, That was. Yeah. I mean, that was a fun finals to be part of. I, I watched one game. I was there for the game five the, your clincher um and just thought wow this team like
10: we were really good yeah we we're we we did not have i mean even we had no holes up front no holes yeah. up in the back and then we had two probably nhl goalies
0: yeah when do you notice that do you know are you is it like november and you're like holy crap this team is good or like when do you guys kind of get feel that
10: I mean, honestly, like, that year, we would we'd be losing games or we wouldn't show up some nights, and we just never had a worry. We never had a worry that we were going to lose. Like, we'd always just kind of find a way. Hmm. Never, we'd
0: never get worried. It was weird. Wow. So, but that's a different vibe than you've had on, on other Yeah, teams. I
10: mean, I don't think I've probably ever had that other than there.
0: Wow.
3: Interesting. Interesting. Well, Great insight. Hope we get
0: a little of that, like, soon. I mean, yeah,
10: we got know. a really good squad here too. Right? I Lots so, of good so. players. Same thing. Not a lot of holes. Just, we got to We'll figure it out. Yeah, I, we'll think, yeah.
4: Out. I yeah. think we'll too. Yeah, we'll too. Absolutely. It's a
10: little streaky right now, going both ways. And
3: it, I, I think it. I mean, look, we, we've talked about this in another episode. It's it's a lot of games and jam packed early in a season where you're working in guys like yourself. Into a new, getting acclimated in a locker room. You're bringing in guys like Bull Duke and Dean and Loof, and, and they're getting acclimated with the American League. And, it's a and different league. there's it, 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 it takes time. But I don't think there's there, not one line is a lack of talent. There's not a lot of holes in this roster, and I have confidence in Coach Bannister. I think he puts you guys in a good spot to win. So I still, it's, it's a long season. I'm fascinated by Leo Loof. Uh, maybe it's his name. I don't know why. I find that guy fascinating. Yeah. Is he
0: interesting or is he kind of boring?
10: He's a quiet guy. He's a good guy though. Good yeah. player. Lots
0: upside. Yeah, I, I enjoy his game. It's just I don't, maybe it's his name, Leo Loof. Cool I think
10: sure. I think great he's, name. It's a great, great. I think man. his
3: adjustment has been very smooth into the game. Yeah. He's a smooth skater. Like, yes, yeah, he is. You know, and, he, like, and he hits.
10: Guys like that just have a different type of confidence, kind of off the get go. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Like, if you can kind of skate like that, you're.
3: Uh, yeah.
0: You know, what about you? Who's the player that you've like watched growing up that you you want to?
10: Um... That's a good question. I mean, there's a lot. Like, uh, I don't like to kind of focus on one guy. Like, I just, I think there's so many guys that do so many different things so well. Like, I don't know. I like to look at myself as like a like a passer. So, I mean, there's a lot of different guys I like to watch. I don't. I wouldn't say there's kind of a specific guy I like to watch. I mean. I'm he gritty. passed on that. One. He
0: didn't pass on the other question, but he passed on this
3: one. <laughs> maybe so, like,
10: maybe like connect me just because like he's a gritty player, likes to use his skill, he's good in the corners, and yeah. I feel like I kind of do
3: all those things. Sounds about right. Cool. Awesome. Well, Jamison, thank you so much for hopping on with us. I'm. It looks like the bar's quieting down a little bit. So yeah. you know, we got a <laughs> couple more. Minutes we appreciate you taking beer. your time. Thank yeah. you, no problem. And good Appreciate luck tomorrow. And I'm the PA announcer,
0: so I'm sitting in the box. So hopefully I won't see you next to me too much. But <laughs> say hi anytime. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you, Jameson. Take care. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. There goes Jameson Reese. Forward for your Springfield Thunderbirds. Absolute pleasure. That, uh, that's a guy I would go sit and have a beer with sometime.
3: What great – I mean, he. yeah.
0: He reminds me of all my weird hippie friends that I love to death.
3: Yeah, I mean, you could tell different – <laughs> I it was that gonna go somewhere, awesome, but man, I was like, awesome. but no, like, he was happy to talk. You could tell yeah. some, some guys and, and like Duzak was like that. Duzak just yeah, wanted to talk. you you some guys are not comfortable holding the mic and and not short answered. I think we could have probably talked for another twenty five minutes to their uh, Mister Jamison Reese, yeah. but happy to have him on. Happy to have them all on. That's cool
0: that was cool well to everybody that's been uh, following and listening and and watching for the last little bit we appreciate you uh, too and um, I mean dude we haven't most of our episodes are around an hour we've been going at it for about two hours hours. this has
3: been uh, this has been awesome It's it's been good it's been fun why don't we I mean what do we have like a few minutes left five minutes left the slate of games this weekend any thoughts I mean we talked a little bit Utica I don't know much about them Anything you're looking for the team um, this weekend after to bounce back from Hartford?
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm looking for. Um, I'm looking for 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 clearing their own zone, and not just getting pucks, getting passes and pucks out, but clearing the front of the net. I mean, we talked before about how Subban gives up a lot of rebounds. Yeah, and I found in the game on Wednesday and and, and when the Wednesday morning games are such a bad. Example because they're Wednesday at eleven in the morning. Yep. Um, clearing the net, getting safe breakouts, making one to two to three passes to get from your own end to the opposing end. Um, and that's the kind of thing that I think will come with time. The more these guys play together, the more they play with each other, the the more the puck movement will come along. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm more interested not the goals, not the goaltending, not the. I want to see them be able to move the puck from one end of the ice to the other in in synchronicity and make it all kind of work that's a
3: much better way i i had the same thought i, I was gonna call it like smooth play yeah. just smooth crisp passes shots because um, I, I don't think it's one thing i don't think it's goaltending z's had a tough two games um but i'm not at all worried he's a professional he'll bounce back um suban has been playing great um It'd be interesting to see how the goaltending lines up. Zarenko
0: played Wednesday. I think it's safe to assume that um, that we'll see Subban on
3: Friday. If, if but who knows? If, if Coach Banister is playing true to it, it pretty much has been. They're they're rotating every other game, so yeah. I think it's Subban's number. It's his turn up, and uh, I would expect a, a good showing from him. And I, I, you said it much better than I did. Uh, just smooth, smooth. Move.
0: You sure all right
3: Well I mean I, I want to thank
0: I want to thank you know White Lion for having us. I really want to thank um, the Thunderbird staff and, and I mean again I like we talked about um, you know several times in several episodes we've talked about the Thunderbird staff and how they yep. love working here Yeah. And I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them sitting around. Drew is over in the corner. Um, Shay is here. Like, it, it's a Thursday night. There's a game tomorrow. They have a late night tomorrow. There are things that they could be doing besides coming here and supporting this event. And mm-hmm. yet, almost the entire Thunderbirds front office is at this event.
3: It 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 makes me proud to be here. It really does. I'm a very very small part of it. And it makes me proud to be part of this. I am honored to be here. I'm thankful to be here. I'm grateful to be here. Uh, and it's, it's, it is, a, it's, it's a feeling of this is why you come back. This yeah. is why I'll happily spend money to watch games. This is why I happily spend money to AHL TV. We, we talk about the making memories that you get to make with your family. And, you know, it, it'll be after we have some plans tomorrow afternoon in our house, but it'll be popcorn. It's usually popcorn movie night. It'll be popcorn Thunderbird night tomorrow yeah. night. And I'm happy to be here. Have a seat, T. You know,
0: your boys have been walking around the place like like they own it, pretty much. So thank you to White Lion for...
3: What do you feel? You guys you have, have fun had fun tonight? tonight? Yeah. Yeah? What do you think about seeing the players?
11: Uh, cool. Does really it, cool. Let me ask
3: you this, T. Like, when you're watching players on the ice do they do they feel like people or are they like do they feel bigger than that and then when you see them in person you're like wow i can't believe i see that guy score goals
11: yeah like exactly what you said um like they they are just like like i don't even like recognize them on when they're when i see them on the ice (laughs) yeah
3: Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Who was, did you get to talk to any of the players tonight?
11: Um, I pretty much talked to all of them.
3: Yeah. What'd you think of Hugh McGing? Nice guy, huh? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And you know, he actually, he played in the NHL for a little bit last year. He was played for the Blues. Yeah.
0: I gotta, I gotta tell you, T. so, we go back a little bit. The overtime game that you were at where Dylan Coghlan scored. Remember that game? Yeah. So, your mom was taking a video. And I got home from the game, and I saw your mom's video, and then you chime in and you go, "He scored the last overtime goal, didn't he? He's got the last two overtime game-winning goals." And I said, "He's right." I had no, I, I didn't made never made the connection, and it took you forty seconds to recognize that, and it took me two and a half hours till I got home and watched the video to make that connection. Mm.
3: I think you'd be a
0: broadcaster when you get older. Or are you gonna uh, be a hockey broadcaster? Maybe.
3: I think we had, was it Barry? I apologize. Was it Barry on earlier, our first guest? Um, uh, high school South Hadley student? Yeah, yeah, Brady. yeah Brady. Brady, I, yeah. I apologize. Brady. We had Brady on earlier. Brady's looking for your job. I think Tyler might be looking for Ryan Smith's job. job when he yeah. gets older because that, that's kind of Tyler's thing. He, yeah. he enjoys, he calls games and likes doing play-by-play of his games and things like that, so that might be him. That's awesome.
0: So I hope you had fun tonight, buddy. Do you have anything to eat? What did you have to eat uh, tonight?
11: I have the butter pasta.
0: Butter pasta? Did
3: you uh-huh. save any for me?
11: Yeah, I saved you some.
3: Good. I'm nice. hungry. Um, we, this was our dinner. We we're having dinner tonight at White Lion. So, nice. uh, you guys, yeah. you like coming here?
11: Yeah, this is our third time.
3: Nice. It's our new pregame spot. That's awesome.
11: Mhm. It used to be Wahlburgers. Now it's here.
3: I've never I know we... I've never been to
9: Wahlburgers.
0: They're good. Know. Sure. I mean, I know we're at White, Lion, yeah, we're White Line. Yeah, we're at White Line. Come to White I mean, Line, you know. But yes, it's it, yes, it,
3: it is good. It's it, good. It, yeah. And that's so right. Like, let's just talk about the community of Springfield. There are so many things to do pregame. Um, you can go to different restaurants. If if I don't have kids, maybe we go to MGM and and yeah. hang out at MGM pregame. But it really is such a, a fun destination place, and and Springfield Thunderbirds add they're just. They add to it. They add to it. Um I'm actually looking into I'm I'm trying to double cross the schedule of Roar, the comedy club, because I'd love to be able to watch a Thunderbirds game with Jill and then come go to uh watch the rest of the comedy show. But uh
0: Well I so this I I've sort of just remembered this. So they're doing a um one of the nights I, I have no information so I shouldn't bring like this up. <laughs> well sometime in February Westfield Fire and Police are playing against the Boston Bruins alumni. Oh, wow. And on that roster is going to be like Zidane Chara. Wow. And that's at Amelia. And it's at like 1 o'clock in the afternoon, but we also have Thunderbirds game. And they've asked me to PA announce that. So I might do a double dip of Bruins alumni and then Thunderbirds. You uh, might have that's to. That's in February at Amelia. So you'll all have to check you out. You might have to. I that might have
3: to check that one out
0: too. I know. I just got to remember that our resource officer at the school was like, hey, you got skates? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, well, I, I, I was told I have to play against the day O'Chara, and I haven't played hockey before. I'm like, oh. Could you imagine taking a check from him? No. Ah, wow. I, Ah, hmm. uh, yeah. And if I'm Chara, I just smash everything that I see with yep. those skates. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I don't know about you,
3: Matt, but I, you know. That just about eight does eight it. i I think. Yeah. You know. Thank you so much, listeners, and and if I'm not, this is up. It, the live part when we're done, it still becomes part of our library. Yes. So yes, it does. You know, if you missed the beginning parts, uh, make sure we to a, we uh, did have some technical back. difficulties
0: at the beginning. I was trying to figure it out on the fly, and I
3: think it was working though.
0: Yeah, the video and all that. I yeah, think yeah, it was yeah. working. Jill said it was working. It was up by the time we talked to Bax and Nagel. So that's all that matters. Is that we okay. got those guys on. There you go. And again, one more time, uh, the Mayflower Marathon. Um, thousands of different ways you can donate but we really appreciate any kind of donation that you can make in terms of uh, seeing 12 and a half hours Ryan, Ryan Smith out the door um, any kind of donation you can make with uh, non-perishable food items if you're coming to the game on Wednesday uh, feel free to bring those along we really appreciate it they appreciate it um, Monday and Tuesday MGM uh, Springfield Garage right outside of the garage is where their trucks will be so if you can make donations there that would be fantastic uh, but make sure you check them out on Rock 102. You know who they are. Everybody, talk about staples in, in Springfield. There's no bigger staples in, than Bax and Nagel. Bax so. and Nagel on the
3: Rock 102 Morning Show. That's you it. I
0: love it. So, uh, so Thanks, everybody, for watching on YouTube. Thanks, everybody, for, for tuning in. And
8: Tyler, give me a Let's Go T-Birds.
11: Let's Go T-Birds.